You're listening to the Max Level Podcast for February 12th, 2018. For the definitive version of the show, be sure to listen through either iTunes or Google Play using your favorite podcast app of choice. On with the show. Hello and welcome to another edition of Max Level, a video game podcast found on Level Down Games every Monday. I'm Brian, with a special guest here at the beginning, everyone's favorite lovable luchador, L. Frank Harrow. Hey guys, go to hell, Brian. <laughs> special mention to the wonderful miracle of sound himself, Mr. Gavin Dunn, which is where our theme music for Max Level comes from. Before we get into the episode, we want to let you know the following is brought to you by Technisport Gaming Chairs. Are you in need of a new chair for your office, studio, or gaming space? Me too. Technisport is one of the leading manufacturers for gaming-related chairs. In fact, scholars have long debated the origins of the Pro Gamer series. The most common theory is that a mad scientist created the first prototype by crossing a racing car with the Lazy Boy. However, gamers claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years, and some streamers insist that they have always existed right here in cyberspace. Go to technisportusa.com and use the offer code LDG, stands for Level Down Games, offer code LDG to save 10% when making a purchase. If you're interested in helping us out here at Level Down Games, all of our affiliate links can also be found in the descriptions for all of our YouTube videos and in the descriptions for our podcasts on podcast services. We've got Technisport Gaming Chairs, Amazon, Origin PC, and Razer. Thanks in advance for all of the support. Last but not least, if you don't currently subscribe to our YouTube channel or other podcasts, we've got a lot of other great content out there that you may be interested in. Simply search Level Down Games on any podcast app to see a list of our shows, including Max Level, BG Mania, The Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, and Revisiting the Classics. We also have a YouTube channel that sees at least one new video uploaded to it daily, and again, that can be found by searching for Level Down Games on YouTube. We'd love to see you around the community more often, and we'd also love to hear from you too. If you want to contact the show, feel free to send an email to maxlevel at leveldowngames.com. You can send us video game related questions and we'll try to answer them to the best of our ability. Suggestions for good game, bad game, or are you afraid of the dark segments? General thoughts on the latest happenings within the gaming landscape, or even questions specifically about myself or Frank. Any good questions received will definitely be used in some form on the air during our shows. Okay, so I'm sure you're wondering, why do we have El Francaro here? The Why the hell? I don't want to be here. The box says Frank. It doesn't say El Francaro. El Francaro is on the Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling. So, so El Francaro is here because several months back, you made a bet that the Nintendo Switch would not even sell 13 million units worldwide before its one-year anniversary. And, and as of now, it's over 15 million. So, so that bet said that if you lost, you would have to eat a piece of paper that said, hashtag, suck at El Francaro. And you're here to fulfill those obligations. So so, oh. you, so you've prepared a piece of paper that says... I'm in my word. Hashtag suck it, El Francaro. That's right there. Okay. And, 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 uh, and you must I'm, eat I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> do you have something to wash it down? I do. <laughs> wash down with some Diet Coke. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Okay. All right, 
Well, that's that's go to, all. Go to, go, go to hell. I don't want to be on your show anymore. That's all we needed you for. We'll let you go. We'll uh, we'll get Frank back. So uh, so you're free to go. And uh, oh, it, it, it looks like we're having some issues with. Uh, it looks like we're having yeah. some issues with with uh, El Francaro's webcam. So he'll be back any sec. Oh oh, it's back on. Oh wait, there's Frank. What's going hey on, guys. man? Hey, the, the self-proclaimed king of Long Island. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> But uh, all right, man, let's let's start the show the same way that we always do. And that's with a recap of what we've been playing over the past seven days. What do you got? Well, I uh, didn't get much playing because I was sick, but yeah. I'm better now. You know? Yeah, you, you sound much better than you did last week on the show. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, only played two games. Oh, I was a little pressure time okay. outside of uh, outside of the other games that I played for uh, revisiting the classics, of course. Sure, sure. Uh, so I've been playing Monster Hunter World. Have you? Yes, and I'm think? awesome at it. Are you awesome? I like to kill, yes. Okay. I haven't played uh, it anymore since I talked about it last week. How far did you get? So this is three or four hours in, is it? Like, I, I actually think I'm like six or seven hours in. All right. Uh, I've done maybe ten hunts. Okay, okay. Uh, it's not I, bad. It, 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 it's fun. Like you said, it's not a game that I'm going to sit and play power through. It's just something I'm going to hit along the way. Right. Yeah. It's definitely a game that uh, it doesn't require you to sit there and play it the entire time through. Like it is a game you can just jump in, jump out, go do a couple hunts, you know, level up and, and be on be on your merry way. That's what I do with it anyway. I haven't had a chance to play it this week, though. Yeah, uh, I'll show up with more time into it eventually. But uh, like I said, I'm just hitting it here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my major focus has been Dragon Ball Z. OK, so you're still playing that. I'm still playing that. I hopped on the online competitive and. OK. I'm not bad. Either I'm not bad or the online community is not very good. I thought you I, were I thought you were always generally pretty good at these kind of games. I usually am, but I don't like I I don't rate my competence on this one as well as I would say like an injustice or more sure. combat. Okay, okay. I don't feel like I'm doing as well, but I'm still just kind of walking through. So. Okay. Well that's that's probably a good thing, right? I'm not complaining at all. Zero complaints. <laughs> sure. Uh it's fun. I tell you, man. Just the art in this game. It, 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 it's, it's it's right there on par with Super. It's it's phenomenal. I've seen a lot of good things on it. I've seen a lot of people streaming it on Twitch. It's doing really well, um, and and a lot of people were echoing your sentiments that you had made a few weeks back. That it's it's probably the best Dragon Ball game ever made. It is, and and uh, I said not to spoil anything, but the story to this game is really it's amazing. Like it's sure. you can actually put some work into it for yeah. a change. Yeah, which 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 uh, is a, which is a good thing. So. I say that I've had zero complaints in this game so far. Um, it's been it's been my go to game, and uh, I can't wait for them to start you know pumping out some free DLC. That's right, you heard it. I said free DLC. I don't th- I don't think is it I don't think it is is going to have free DLC. I thought it was hey, paid. A boy, a boy can dream. Oh, okay. Uh, I, was gonna say, I but, thought the DLC that they that they had talked about was going to be part of like a season pass or something like that. It is. Yeah, but I don't yeah. have the time on now. Okay. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I just get my tax return back, so maybe. There you go. There you go. Well, first and foremost, a new PC. I didn't with, get that much back taxes. With, with, with a, with a thirteen hundred dollars GPU, thanks to cryptocurrency and my and, and Bitcoin mining. <laughs> I do want to do that. I, I, I'm a little light on the feather coin right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that's all I've been playing. Uh, okay. I, I've been sick, but now now that I'm I'm well again. Mm-hmm. I have a nice backlog of games I got to play. It's 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 good to hear you well too. It was definitely, it was a fun challenge recording last week when you were not able to really speak, 
because as everyone knows that listens to us, I always do talk a lot anyway. And, and I, and I and, but I mean, it's just, I, I'm very verbose and I, I'm very, we can't get him to shut up. I'm very descriptive, but uh, I had to talk even more last week because you weren't able to talk. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I felt bad. I, I messaged him like, "I'm sorry, I dragged the show down." He's no, like, "No worry, I just, fine. I just talk, I just talk more to make up talk, for it." I just talk more. I, just, I mean, I got tired of hearing myself talk though by the end of it, but uh, and that's that's uncommon. I love hearing myself talk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, I know. And, and, and honestly, the, the the me you heard was probably the best I sounded all weekend with that one. So the what? That was the, the me the, the, the horrible me you heard during those episodes. Oh 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 oh. Was was me sounding the best I had sounded. Uh, that was that was when I actually had a voice back. So right yeah no we kind of got lucky when uh, when we recorded you sounded pretty pretty decent. But uh, okay well we'll move into to what I've been playing. Uh, one of the games that I've been playing I'm still really not able to talk about yet because the embargo is not up for reviews and that's Crossing Souls. I'm still plugging away at that you know the the retro '80s inspired uh, point and click slash adventure slash RPG being uh, released by Devolver Digital, one of the ones that we watched on Game Oracle several weeks back. Uh, still having a blast going through it. Uh, the reviews, I think they go up Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I should have something up on it by Tuesday. So check that out, leveldowngames.com and our YouTube channel. Um, you, you'll be able to see my entire thoughts on Crossing Souls. And like you, I only played two games this week, one of them being Crossing Souls, the other being Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth 2, Hacker's Memory. Plug How far did you get I think I'm on uh, chapter 11 or 12 now. So oh, how many? 19. <laughs> All right, you're, you're, you're I'm over, good. I'm over half. I'm over half. But uh, this game is, I, I feel like it's longer than the first, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not complaining. But uh, there are definitely some of the chapters where it feels like it's more of a, of a grind to get through because some of these chapters are very long, and I wasn't expecting that. So, like, you'll go in and, and how these chapters are set up, you go in and you go to your computer and, like, the Internet Cafe where your hacking group is based out of. And, and luckily, your hacking group has this, uh, you know, this understanding with this Internet Cafe. You don't have to pay to use the computers or anything like that. So you just go there um, and, and you use the computer and you can access the bulletin board. And that's where you accept your side quest and your main quests. So you do that at the beginning of the chapters. You see, how, you know, you typically want to knock out the side quests first, because if you accept the main quests, you're actually, you know, the story, the actual story will start to progress and it'll leave the, the side quests behind. So you do the side quests, which are highlighted in yellow before you do the main quests, which are highlighted in red. Um, once you're done with that, once you actually finish the main quests, you'll typically get some cutscenes, and then the story will begin to be begin to progress, and you'll actually do what you're supposed to be doing for that chapter. Well, well, one of the chapters in particular, a couple of them actually, you do that several times, like I think three or four different times. Like you'll go into the bulletin boards, and then you'll actually have some main stuff go on where you have to go do some quests, and then you go back like, well, nothing's really going on. I guess I'll check the bulletin board, and there's like three or four new side quests and a couple new main quests, and you do those. And then he's like, well, I guess I'll go check the button. And there's like another hand. I'm like, Jesus, like I, I was surprised some of these chapters were so long, but uh, the game is still extremely fun. And I, I've successfully gotten almost the party that I want. Um, I, I am I have my champion Digimon now. So I'm one level away from my mega Digimon, which are like the ones that I absolutely want, like the uh, uh, Wargramon. Um, no, no, not Wargramon. I have Wargramon now. Uh, Tiger Vespamon, I think is the one I'm working for right now. Um, then there's a couple others. I, I, I really don't remember the Digimon names unless I'm looking at them because it, it's like Pokemon to me. I, I don't remember Pokemon names either, unfortunately. G Gengar. 
Uh, yeah, I, I just realized you're wearing a Pokemon shirt. Mew. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I unfortunately do not remember, you know, Pokemon names. I don't remember Digimon names unless I'm actually looking at a list or or I'm playing the game and can see them. But uh, I, I am I am just one Digi evolution away from having the party that I want. And it's crazy because, you know, I'm not even near the end of the game. And the first time I didn't get this party until I was close to the end of the game. So I definitely feel like I'm progressing a little bit better than I was the first time. Um, my, my dual save file is well over 100 hours. So, but, but I mean, like I said, that is playtime from the first game added on with the second game because you're actually using the same save file, which is actually kind of a neat system. Um, I, I, I was hoping to get it done by recording time this week. Uh, but I put I put definitely some some more hours into Crossing Souls than I was anticipating in preparation for the review, so I didn't get to finish Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Hack with Memory like I wanted to. But I, by the way, I'm progressing now. I should definitely finish it this coming up week, which is a good thing because there's several things I need to get playing here. One game in particular we'll talk about when we get to the new releases for this week, um, and then I have um, the Knights of Britannia, the Seven Deadly Sins. Arriving early, yeah, okay. next, arriving early next week, too, because that game just released um, this past Friday, and I picked that up. So I should have that to play next week, too. So I'll have thoughts on that next week on max level. But uh, that that actually is all that I've played as well. So I, I had plans to play some other things, too. I actually... Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> well, I, after we record every single week, I actually make a list of things that I would like to play to talk about for next week's episode. I always write down like three or four or five different games that I want to play. And one of the games I wrote down was Hellblade Send You a Sacrifice. I had every intention. Oh my God, play the game over me. I had every intention of trying to knock that because I know it's only like seven or eight hours. I had every intention of trying to knock that game out this past week to talk about it because I know you wanted me to play it, but I didn't get a chance to. So I'm, I'm going to put it on my list again for next week. We'll see if I actually get a chance to play it. It's, it's really debatable though if I'll get to because, again, I have Knights of Britannia arriving, I think, on Monday. And then on Wednesday, I have a game arriving. Or no, actually Tuesday, I have a game arriving that uh, that I'm definitely going to be spending quite a bit of time with. So You're not play, you're not playing that game. Fortune 3 can wait. Okay, yeah. No, no. What would you say? What? What game For, did you is it 1403? Oh, there you go. Yeah, you know what game yeah, I'm talking about. I mean, I, mean, I made a reference. Yeah. You, know, you, you know what game I'm talking about. You know what game I, I know exactly about. what you're talking about. It's so. actually, and then there's a, a game on Thursday that I'm very much anticipating as well. But uh, next next week should be a very busy week for me. But, you know, that's just how it goes. February is generally pretty packed. Um, this coming up week, I think, is definitely probably the biggest week we've seen since 2018 started. And uh, it's definitely going to get more and more crazy as the weeks go on from here. There will still be some slow ones too, obviously. But uh, all right, well let's let's jump into the weekly scoop news report. I actually think this might be the earliest we've ever jumped into the weekly scoop yeah. news report because I didn't uh, I didn't have a chance to play too many things and, and really slacker. I know. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's only like thirty or forty minutes in when we're getting to the weekly scoop news report, and it's already it's only fifteen <laughs> minutes in. But we'll make up for it with this because we've got nineteen items on the docket to talk about today in the weekly scoop news report, and, and we'll start with big news as we always do. And the first big news I want to talk about is the PlayStation 4 system update 5.5. I don't know if you got into the beta. I did. I, I Yeah, I, I installed. I, I've been into every single beta for. This for is the first time 4. I haven't made it into the beta, which is crazy. Oh, you wow. think they would keep? You think they would keep me rolling, being that I've been never in one so far? But whatever. Right. Well, I, I think the reason hey. I. I, th I think the reason I keep getting in is because of the the leveldowngames.com email address. So I'm wondering if that's why, because I've, I've been in every single one since we started doing this. Get me press creds, man. Get me press creds. <laughs> but uh, it, this this is definitely an interesting update. So so we typically it's it's under um, it's under 
you know, we can't really talk about it, but it, they Sony luckily shared information about what's coming up in the update. So we can actually physically talk about what actually Sony shared. You know, typically these things are under NDA where, where people that are in it are typically not supposed to talk about it. But because they already shared information on what it's actually going to be, we can tell you what's going to be in the PlayStation 4 update 5.50. So the first one is playtime management. Sony is introducing a system which allows family managers and adult family members who are set as guardians to manage PlayStation 4 playtime for child family members on family on PlayStation Network. Managing playtime is easy. Go to settings and then family management on your PS4 or log into your PlayStation account on your web browser from your PC or smartphone to check and manage your child's playtime each day. If needed, the family manager and guardians can apply playtime restrictions to make sure that the child is only playing for a set amount of time or within set playable hours. Notifications on PlayStation 4 will be sent to the child during gameplay so that he or she knows when they should save and quit. The family managers and guardians also have the option to add extra game time via their smartphone or PC. In addition, the family manager and guardians can choose whether or not to automatically log the child out of their PS4 once the playtime is over. Uh, this is actually a pretty interesting system. I want you to make me your guardian. No, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I would never get to finish a game. <laughs> Brian, you have 12 minutes. <laughs> no, but that's crazy. Like, I, I think it's a good system. Because it, it is, you know, because you know, it's so hard sometimes to get a kid to stop playing a game. Yeah. Uh, I come from, come from someone who was a kid before. Right. Uh, and I used to play the crap out of games when I was young. And luckily, I didn't have any restrictions. Like, my mom and dad never restricted me when it came to video games. I was able to play oh, as often as oh, I wanted. Oh, 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 I had a restriction. It's called oh, the belt. Well, I never, I mean, I, I, I had a very, a very uh, forgiving childhood. I, I, I was, you know, I never, never experienced I, I, those type of things. I, I didn't deserve forgiveness. I, ne I didn't experience those types of things, but um, no, as long as my, as long as I didn't, you know, slack off when it came to schoolwork, which I never did. I, I luckily got most of my schoolwork done either right when I got home from school or while I was at school itself. I was really good at homework. I, I mean, I, you know, my, my GPA was extremely high throughout my entire school career, but uh, I, I didn't struggle in that regard. So most of my, you know, free time in the evenings after I got home from school was spent playing video games and I never had that restricted. But I know there are some families out there that do like to restrict it and it's kind of a neat system. So it even says like, you know, time play, like you can actually check in your screen, like how much, how often people played that day, how much time they have remaining. And, and, and like the thing here says, like if you want to add time to it, you can actually do that with your phone. So like, you know, if, if the kid's been behaving or doing really well or came home and like, OK, well, you get like an extra hour today. You can actually add that into your phone without having to go into the PS4 or the web browser to do that, which is kind of nice. It's pretty neat. Um, you have two new tabs being added to the library to make it easier to see which apps you've installed and purchased. You have a tab called This PS4, which lists all the applications that are currently installed on the PlayStation 4 system. And then there's a tab that also says PlayStation Plus. And in this tab, you can see all of the games that you've actually acquired through the PlayStation Plus subscription. Oh, nice. So they're, they're separating the PlayStation Plus games from games that you've actually purchased your, you know, with your own money, which is kind of an, which also I was extremely excited to see because that's definitely a welcome addition. Something else that extremely made me happy. They had, they gave you the ability to hide apps and programs now on the PlayStation. Oh, board. good. 
so if you if you hit the options button on any of these apps, you can actually choose to hide it if you want, even if you've purchased it. So if it's a game you no longer play or you don't actually want to see on your list, you can actually hide the app. You can do that to betas. You can do that to demos like before, because all that crap would stay in your library. Yeah. You can actually choose to hide it now. So when I got into the beta, I, I think I hid like 40 or 50 different things. So I definitely cleaned up my list significantly uh, upon loading up this beta. Um, welcome addition, in my opinion. I, this well, much well overdue, well overdue. This this particular option. Um, they added some enhancements to the quick menu, so you can actually jump in and quickly access specific friends in your custom lists. Um, you can actually access shortcuts when you're listening to music through Spotify now through the quick menu. You can actually do background music through for for it now, which is kind of a neat addition. But uh, the big thing here that I want to talk about. Well, there's two big things, actually. You can finally uh, import custom wallpapers via USB to your PS4, so you can actually put, like, whatever you want as your background, as opposed to just having to go with what is currently available to you as a theme. So you can actually have your own thing now. But the big one here is the super sampling mode. And this is only, this is exclusive to the PlayStation 4 Pro. So luckily I have a PS4 Pro, and I was able to check this out. But, um... Super sampling mode is found under settings, and this actually enables those with basic HD TVs, which means 1080p or less, which is what I have in my studio, to enjoy an enhanced visual experience when playing certain PS4 games. With super sampling mode, games that render to a higher resolution when connected to a 4K TV will downscale to match the HD TV, allowing the PlayStation 4 Pro owners to leverage the benefits of an image clarity boost, even though you don't actually own a 4K TV. Certain games already have super sampling benefits as part of their PS4 Pro enhanced feature set. Uh, I, I remember seeing something on The Last Guardian, which actually looks a hell of a lot better with super sampling activated. Uh, but this new mode can enhance the experience for those games that don't already have the feature as well. Because PlayStation 4 Pro's added power and modes benefit different games in different ways, please note that certain games' image clarity may not improve with this feature. So I, I definitely messed around with this, and it's cool because when you start a game, even when I start like Digimon Story, uh, when you start, it even says on the top there, super sampling mode activated. So it, it's definitely a pretty cool thing. It definitely just gives a little boost in graphics, a little boost in resolution and clarity to those that don't have a 4K TV and don't have an HDR TV. It, it just makes the image look a little bit better. So this is a welcome addition as well. It's something that should have been on the PlayStation 4 Pro since day one. I'm surprised it hasn't been because I know it's on the Xbox One. Obviously, this it, it's in most PC games. Super sampling is... Is, is a common technological thing when it comes to video games. So it's, it's cool that uh, that Sony is finally putting it into the PlayStation 4. But uh, in terms of the 5.50 firmware update, no specific release date has been announced just yet. So obviously it just entered beta this week. Typically these things last for about a month. So I would anticipate the beta or the actual firmware launching late February, early March. So for everyone to, to check. No out. Uh, renaming ourselves on PlayStation yet? Not yet. Not yet. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. I would, yeah, they said they said maybe this time by by this time next year when they, when when we were at the uh, PlayStation experience. So, you know, we might only be ten months away from being able to change our names. <laughs> um, so I put this under big news as well because this kind of validates something that we actually talked about in a main discussion a few weeks back, and that was the Kingdom Hearts three leaks we talked about. Uh, if you remember, one of the leaks we talked about was this this particular person had said that we would find out more information in February. And the information that he said we would find out would be that there would be a new trailer that confirmed Monsters, Inc. And that we would find out something in terms of the release date in February. And we did. So so that I, I would say that every leak that we talked about in that episode of Max Level 
is confirmed because they all came from the same source. So at D23 Expo Japan 2018, Square Enix announced that we would be finding out the release date for Kingdom Hearts 3 at E3. And if you remember, the same leaker had said that the game would be coming out in the fall. So I anticipate when we find out the release date at E3, it is going to be a fall release date. Uh, We did get a new trailer as well. We have it to watch tomorrow on Game Oracles. It did confirm Monsters, Inc. So so check that out. it's pretty. It's a long trailer too. It's like three or four minutes, if I I think when I when I was load, when I was queuing up the trailers earlier for Game Oracles. So yeah, I'm excited to check this out. So again, join us tomorrow for Game Oracles. We have a trailer to watch for Kingdom Hearts three. Um, but but really, the only reason this exists under big news is because it does confirm the leaks that we talked about a few weeks back on Max Level. So, uh, so- I I hope everything that was leaked was was absolutely 100 correct because then I'm gonna have a great game to play. It sounds like it was. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be. So. Let's move into game announcements. We have probably the most game announcements we've ever had so far in one week, but um, we've got quite a few things to talk about. So a publisher, Curve Digital, and London-based developer, Solar Snail Games, have announced Smoke and Sacrifice, a hand-illustrated survival RPG coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC in 2018. In Smoke and Sacrifice, players assume the role of Sachi, a young mother on a quest to discover the fate of her child. The game takes place in a darkly fantastical world where grotesque plant life and animals roam the harsh and societal customs rule. Taking cues from modern survival classics, Smoke and Sacrifice evolves the genre with its deeply personal story and complex ecosystem. Creatures forage, mate, breed, and prey on one another, creating a living world. Only by taming the game's wilds can Sachi hope to unravel the mystery at the heart of Smoke and Sacrifice. We have a trailer to watch for this tomorrow on Game Oracle, so as always, join us and check it out. The next game announcement. Independent game studio Third Eye Studios has announced a zero-gravity space adventure game called Downward Spiral The Horus Station for PlayStation 4 and PC with optional support for PlayStation VR, Oculus, and the HTC Vive. It will launch later this spring. The game is a follow-up to the 2017 released virtual reality exclusive Downward Spiral Prologue for PC. Downward Spiral Horror Station lures players through a lost vessel abandoned by its crew. Solving the mystery of the space station will take wits and ingenuity as you fight or avoid dangers unknown. Use the ship's maintenance hardware like bolt throwers, railguns, and arc welders to take out threats, solve puzzles, and find the truth of why Horror Station has been left drifting in space. Downward Spiral Horror uh, Station's focus will be heavy on environmental storytelling as the game features no dialogue or cinematics. Instead, players will have to piece together the plot through observation and interpretation as they navigate the derelict space station, accompanied by the electronic ambient soundtrack composed by platinum-selling him, frontman Vile Valo, which is actually pretty sweet. Uh, I'm actually a huge fan of him. H.I.M., His Infernal Majesty. Uh, Additionally, Third Eye Studios is introducing an innovative control system that rethinks how movement works in zero gravity. Rather than just float, players will have to push themselves off of the environment to propel themselves forward or use tools just as they would in deep space. So, again, this is a game that we have a trailer for for tomorrow on Game Oracles. Join us then and check it out. Focus Home Interactive and Vostok Games, the development team comprised of former developers of the Stalker franchise, have announced Fear the Wolves, a post-apocalyptic first-person shooter battle royale game coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC later in 2018. Early access will begin in 2018 on PC first. So we have another battle royale game entering the uh, enter, enter, entering the ring, just as we predicted. Uh, 
Exactly. Yeah. We, we knew it was happening. Just as we predicted that we would get an overload of Battle Royale games in 2018. This one sounds kind of neat, though. Fear of the Wolves is the post-apocalyptic first-person shooter Battle Royale from the development team behind the Stalker franchise. Fear of the Wolves drops players in squads or as lone wolves into the oppressive environments of a radiation-ravaged Chernobyl. The classic Battle Royale mode forces them to fight to be the last man standing out of 100 fighters. Another intense and original game mode will also bring a fierce new twist to the genre. To secure the top spot, players will need to worry about more than just other survivors. Across the hostile wastes, everyone is threatened by deadly anomalies and the dynamically changing weather. Along with the day-night cycle, this constantly forces survivors to adapt their strategies and players can find protective gear that allows them to explore dangerous off-limit zones. All the while, the howls of mutated creatures echo through the wasteland. More information uh, is expected to be coming in the next few weeks about Fear the Wolves as it, as it approaches launch later in 2018. We do not have a trailer for this one tomorrow because they didn't release one yet. So uh, hopefully we'll get a trailer on this soon because it actually sounds kind of cool. Focus Home Interactive was on a roll. As we said, they had a lot of game. They had a, a press event on February 7th and 8th where they announced some games. So Focus Home Interactive and Deck 13 have announced The Surge 2 for consoles and PC, and this is set to launch in 2019. The Surge 2 keeps what fans and critics loved about the original, hardcore combat utilizing a unique dynamic limb targeting system and deep character progression while also expanding greatly upon the formula. The Surge 2 takes place in a brand new environment, a sprawling, devastated city with larger and more ambitious level design made possible by Deck 13's upgraded and improved engine. Combat is more brutal and tactical than ever, with even more options thanks to an expanded limb targeting system. In addition, more abilities, weapons, implants, and drones give players a vast arsenal to build their character with in their fight against the array of diverse new enemies and bosses. Um, the Surge 2, I, I played The Surge, the original one, that, you know, focus on the interactive oh this, oh, this is the sequel to the original. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I played the original. It came out last year. Uh, Focus Home Interactive actually sent us a code for it, and I, I loved it. The Surge is a great game, so it's definitely exciting to see The Surge 2 already announced and already actually set to release next year. So so that's pretty cool. I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more on that game. Fazen Games, developer of the PC game Bestiarium, has announced Egress, a role-playing battle royale game with an intense, <laughs> hardcore, Souls-like combat system, coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC in 2018. Users can sign up for beta testing by going to their website. Egress is a role-playing battle royale with an intense, hardcore, Souls-like combat system. Choose your hero with unique abilities and become the last survivor. So, key features for this one, an alternate universe combining the Victorian era, Lovecraft's mythology, and Retrowave. A multi-level city where you can explore streets, houses, and sewer tunnels. Heroes with unique abilities, weapons, and the opportunity to become stronger. Hardcore Souls-like combat system based on melee attacks and dodges, ability combinations, as well as strengths and weaknesses of the characters, their roles, and equipment, and obviously you can play by yourself or with a team. Um, we have a trailer to watch for this one tomorrow on Game Oracles, so check it out. This one kind of sounds interesting, though, because instead of using guns and, like, long-range stuff, you actually are, it's a battle royale mode all about melee combat. So this could be interesting. We'll, we'll check out the trailer tomorrow on Game Oracles and, and see what we think when we see it. Um, 
Friday night, this past Friday, there was an MAS America press event. I was live on both YouTube and Twitch. If you didn't see my full reactions, go check that out. We don't have any trailers to watch tomorrow tomorrow on Game Oracles because we already did. I already did reactions for it. So as, as always, if we already have reactions up on the on our YouTube channel because of a press event, we don't watch the same trailers on Game Oracles, even if Frank wasn't able to be there because of work. So um, obviously you can obviously check out our my reactions to what was announced there. But we're still going to mention the new games that were announced at the press event. So NAS America announced Assault Spy, a new action game by independent developer Wazen. And this is coming to PC via Steam Early Access this May. Um, the self-proclaimed elite corporate spy Asaru and his deadweight partner Kanoko are hired for a new job in a dreary world dominated by corporations. Their mission? Infiltrate the mega corporation Negabot. Dash, evade, and smash your way to the truth in this fast-paced action game. No secret is safe from this bombastic spy duo. This game looked really cool. This game looks actually really, really cool. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. Go look at this trailer. Go look at our reactions. It, it looks like a fun game, and it's definitely going to be something that I keep an eye on uh, as, as May gets closer. Another game that they announced last night at their or, or this past Friday at their press event, uh, The Lost Child, a, a game we actually have seen before on Game Oracles. We watched the Japanese trailer for this. Uh, it will launch physically and digitally for PlayStation 4 and digitally for PlayStation Vita this summer in North America and Europe, publisher NIS America announced. Uh, occult journalist Hayatoko Abuki encounters a strange girl during his investigations into a series of mysterious suicides in Tokyo. She implores that Hayato must live before bestowing upon him a mystical device that allows him to capture celestial and arcane creatures. He is now thrust into a world beyond our own, home to horrific monsters and celestial beings. In it, he must delve into dungeons called Layers and solve the mystery of the device. Where his journey leads him could decide the fate of our world. This game seems really cool. I, I said it seemed really cool when we watched the trailer for it on Game Over. I, I, I remember this one. Yeah, this, this game looks really, really cool. I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on this. Uh, our last game announcement to talk about this week. Finally, finally, coming over from Japan, NAS America announced the localization of Labyrinth of Refrain, Coven of Dusk, both physically and digitally, coming to North America on PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch, and it will also come to PC via Steam this fall. Um, over in Japan, Labyrinth of Refrain is known as Coven and the Labyrinth of Refrain. It first launched for PlayStation Vita back in June of 2016, and then it came to PlayStation 4 in Japan in September 2017. Uh, this game seems so good, dude. It's, here's the description. Become the living book, Tractorus de Monstrum, and command a brigade of puppet soldiers as you navigate the twisting passageways of the Labyrinth of Refrain. When at your base, prepare for your journey by upgrading your brigade. Create new puppet soldiers, assign them different squads and formations, synthesize the better equipment, take requests from townsfolk, and get assistance from Dranya in the form of witch petitions. Once you've encountered the lab or once you've entered the labyrinth, be sure to search every nook and cranny as you jump over barricades, solve puzzles and smash your way through walls to delve further and further downward in search of treasure and rare artifacts. But be careful. The more riches you obtain, the more vicious the dungeon becomes. Can you survive long enough to bring your haul back? Fight past terrifying monsters by giving orders to your puppet brigade. Change their formation, use special skills or call for an all out attack. The battles you face will be challenging, so your success depends on your preparation and your strategy. Uh, it, it is a first-person dungeon-crawling game, which, uh, again, those type of games uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of. But this one just sounds so good that I'm going to have to play it. This game seems really, really, really good. Uh, sounds kind of a lot like Dungeon Master to me. Like, you're going to build the build to fortify your guys and then have them go out and do something. And Maybe, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, 
but obviously there was a trailer last night released. Again, we have rea- I have reactions up during the uh, during the end of the press event. So if you want to check that out, go go ahead and go look it up on our YouTube channel. We're gonna move into some teases and leaks. We have two things to talk about in terms of teases and leaks this week. So the first one is about Red Dead Redemption Two, and this is coming from trusted reviews. They had an exclusive release on Red Dead Redemption 2, which detailed their online mode, the campaign, and other things. So, obviously, keep in mind before we get into this that a lot of the things, obviously, these are unconfirmed as of this time. But uh, it, it sounds like Red Dead Redemption 2's online mode is going to have three modes to it. One of them is called Money Grab Mode. One of them is called Revive and Survive. And the other one is a Battle Royale. You know, it's Um. But here, here's the thing, though, dude. A rock star take on battle royale modes would probably dominate everything else. Yeah. You look at uh, you look at the success of Grand Theft Auto Five online and how well it's doing. If they if they jump into the battle royale scene, they're probably going to dominate it because that's usually what Rockstar does. And if it's a will, dude, if it's a Wild West battle I was, royale, I was, I was, I was gonna say a, a cowboy battle royale actually does sound pretty awesome. Where you're just you know running around with pistols and handguns and riding on horses and whatever, that would probably excite me, and I would probably play it to be honest. <laughs> um, speaking of the campaign, Red Dead Redemption Two supposedly is going to allow you to play the main campaign and multiplayer modes in both first person and third person mode, so you'll be able to switch back and forth, which would be pretty cool. Um, and then it says that specific player actions during the campaign missions will lead to events unfolding differently depending on which characters you choose to interact with. This could lead to different mission outcomes, objectives, and dialogue, depending on how you behave morally in each each of your playthrough missions. So so the game definitely sounds like it's going to adapt to choices that you make. Son of a gun. I mean, you know... It can't, it can't just be a jerk. No, can't be a jerk. The game is going to adapt to choices that you make, and also because there's so many people in the uh, the gang, it'll adapt to who you choose to interact with and who you don't choose to interact with. So I wonder if certain things will happen. Like if you don't pay attention to people, maybe they'll start getting you know kind of animosity towards you. Maybe it would be kind of neat. So so obviously that you know all those are just rumors as of right now. Nothing is confirmed for Red Dead Redemption Two till we find out more. Um, Another tease and leak that I think is really interesting that I wanted to highlight. Uh, CD Projekt Red is going to be at E3 2018 this year. Uh, this was confirmed because the E3 media registration opened up recently. I did apply. Hopefully we get to go. I, I would love I would love to actually attend E3 this year. But uh, on, on the list of people that are attending, CD Projekt Red is there. So we know they're going to be there. And typically, you know, they only go if they have something to show. Which tells me we may be seeing something on Cyberpunk 2077 this June at E3. Which, if so, I can't wait to see that game. Obviously, CD Projekt, what is, CD Projekt Red is one of my favorite developers right now because of The Witcher and how great that franchise was. So, uh, you know, just counting down the days to see Cyberpunk 2077 and what they could possibly be doing with this. Um, I'm excited. And it's definitely going to make my excitement for E3 even more so this year. So I can't wait to see what it is. We'll move. We'll move into some DLC related news. We've got a, a, one thing to talk about here, and that is about Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Version update one point three is coming next week, and this is the one that's going to introduce the new game plus mode. So this actually sounds really cool though, and kind of makes me want to play through the game again. So they're calling this advanced new game mode. 
it is meant obviously for a second playthrough, but they're changing a lot of things here with it. So one of the first things that they're changing is that it is now possible to befriend blades on the enemy side as blades that you can actually control. So blades are your things that fight with you in terms of the battle on the field. And Torna is the main enemy in, you know, that's the main enemy faction in the game. So it's kind of neat now that you can actually befriend blades on the Torna side and use them in battle on your side. That's something being added to the uh, new game plus mode. So they said that obviously, you know, adding them into the game like this is definitely going to make it make the story not make much sense because they're fighting with you and against you at the same time, which is why it's only included in the new game plus mode. So that it's just meant for fun after you've already seen the story and, and where it won't affect obviously people going in for the first time. Uh, you can now dispatch all of your blades in the mercenaries mode instead of just certain ones, which is kind of a good change because you not you used to not be able to send out like Pyra and Mithra and some of the main blades. They were kind of locked and not able to be used in um, in it. So it, it's kind of nice now that you can actually do that. Um, there's something called reverse affinity chart. So it's adding even further growth to your blades growth. And then you can actually level down at an in instead of leveling up. And by leveling down, you get bonus experience that's used to barter for special items. So it's kind of a neat little neat little inclusion here that I'm definitely, you know, that I'm curious to see. And it, it kind of makes me want to play this. Um, once it comes out, I may check it out just to see what it's like. It definitely has me intrigued, but uh, we'll have to see. I may not get back to it right away, but um, I, I'm definitely going to at some point. All right. We've got some random news to talk about. No delays this week, thankfully. We're going to kick things off with random news, and it's crazy because the mystery of the gold coins in Shadow of the Colossus has already been revealed. So they've yeah, they've already um, they've are they've already cracked what it's actually is, which is kind of crazy. Uh, people spent, I don't know, man, night and day since the game. The game's not even a week old. So it, it's crazy that they were able to track down how many coins were in the game and, and what the purpose is. So. This was reported by Kotaku, a popular trophy hunter by the name of Brian, more commonly known by his handle PS4 Trophies, worked together with a large community to find every coin and discover what they did. Um, these coins unlock the Sword of Dormen. Uh, there's 79 coins. So it says here, Since the remake of Shadow of the Colossus was released, players have wondered about the strange hidden coins scattered in ruins or colossi arenas, and a message in the credits, Nomad Colossus and the 79 Steps to Enlightenment, led players to believe there were a total of 79 coins to find. Working together, players discovered the coins caused a locked door outside the Shrine of Worship to glow. The door was present in the original game, but it couldn't be unlocked. After collecting every hidden coin, however, PS4 trophies followed a hint from popular Shadow of the Colossus YouTube content creator Nomad Colossus to return to the door. With all 79 coins, the door opened to reveal a room to reveal a room underneath the Shrine of Worship containing a weapon called the Sword of Dorman. The sword, named after the deity that, player, that players bargain with to revive Mono, the girl, boasts a large attack buff, but it also reduces the player's health regeneration when you're using it. Um... Obviously, now that this has been found, everyone's starting to wonder, well, I wonder if the Sword of Dormant can now be used to trigger a hidden Colossus. So the hunt is already started back up for the there we go. For, for, for the last big secret, as we talked about last week in uh, in the Are You Afraid of the Dark segment. So now people are trying to use the Sword of Dormant to, you know, figure out what's going on with um, with, with it and, and why it was put in the game or if it was just meant to be a fun little thing to find. 
Next up, Google is reportedly working on a PlayStation Now-like game streaming service. Um, citing sources with knowledge on the project, the service could be offered via Google's Chromecast or potentially even a Google-made console. According to the report of the, uh, the, the game streaming service plan, apparently codenamed Yeti, has been kicking around the halls of the tech giant for around two years. It also points to former Xbox and PlayStation executive Phil Harrison joining Google last month as vice president and GM as a sign something may indeed be afoot inside Google. Harrison also served on the advisory board of cloud gaming service provider Gaikai prior to Gaikai being acquired by Sony in 2012. So the fact that Phil Harrison has recently joined Google has definitely made people think that Google is moving forward with some type of gaming platform, which has been rumored for like five or six years now. I, I remember Google when uh, they, you know, they've been, they've been talking about doing something in the, in the gaming industry for years. So if, if it is something like a PlayStation Now service or a streaming service, I definitely would be interested to see what it is. So we're going to have to keep an eye on, on what this ends up being. Who knows? We might even get a new console. Yeah, maybe. They're the ones working with the Atari box. Oh, my God. Oh, that well, maybe that actually makes the Atari box kind of cool then, would it not? <laughs> Google has a lot of money. <laughs> um, a delay we talked about last week, which was Red Dead Redemption 2, even though it wasn't an official delay since it didn't have a release date, it's been moved to the fall of 2018. Um, Take-Two, the parent company of Rockstar Games, held its first earnings call since that announcement earlier this week. CEO Strauss Zelnick commented on the delay, reiterating what Rockstar said. It needed more time to polish the game, adding some further words of his own on the news. Perhaps most notably, Zelnick said he is confident that the game will not be delayed again. Quote, the entire focus of this organization is on delivering the highest quality entertainment experiences of any kind. More often than not, we feel proud that we're able to do that. All of our labels are focused on releasing a title when they reach the apex of effort and perfection. And in this instance, Rockstar Games felt more polish was required. And naturally, we are in favor of that decision. The date of October 26th is set, and I am confident that will be the release date. We are incredibly excited about it. So I think we can pretty much pencil in October 22nd now as the official release date for Red Dead Redemption 2. It sounds like even if they have to delay it again, they probably won't. They'll probably just push it out. But... Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. And uh, even more so that maybe it's getting a battle royale mode. <laughs> I just want to play this game already. Me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, this 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 piece of news here is definitely kind of interesting to me. So White Owls and G Rounding is going to relaunch its crowdfunding efforts for The Good Life. If you remember this, The Good Life was that uh, game that you played as a cat or it was a you yeah. played as a girl and you were in this town full of cats. So they are relaunching the crowdfunding effort after it failed on FIG. They're going to relaunch via Kickstarter on May 26, the company announced. The game previously raised $682,864 through FIG, but it did not meet its funding goal, which I think was like $1.5 or $2 million. It was an insane amount of money for this game. Um, they announced they would be trying Kickstarter in October 2017, but didn't actually announce when they would be going for it. Now we know it will launch on March 26 on Kickstarter. So definitely keeping an eye on this. I'm hoping that the budget is significantly reduced and that they kind of have a better plan for this because I want this game to be, I want this game to be made. Yeah, because at, at, towards the end, their stretch goals were just so stupid. They were like, hey, and you can play as dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They added a dog in there because they were just trying to, trying to get people to buy this or, you know, pledge to, to make this game. So I did. I pledged. Did I you? Yeah, but it obviously didn't go through, so I get no, money. You should have you should have pledged one point five million because that's pretty much what they needed. Next time. 
<laughs> like I said, hopefully that hopefully their budget is significantly reduced when they launch on Kickstarter, because I I, I think this game technically could have probably been made for less than a million based on what we saw. I I think the reason they did that was because Fig was you were owning a piece of the game. Right, right, right. So that's why I'm hoping with Kickstarter now because you're not actually owning a piece of the game, the budget can be significantly reduced. Yeah. Um, because you know you know six hundred eighty four thousand that they ch- that they raise on Fig, it's not a small amount of money, and you could probably make a game a small game an indie game with that with that budget. So. We'll definitely have to see what they choose to do when they launch March 26th. We'll definitely have to keep an eye on it here for max level. Natsume is going to release Harvest Moon, the Light of Hope Special Edition for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch this May for 40 bucks. Obviously, this is the new Harvest Moon. This is not the original Harvest Moon. The original Harvest Moon is still Story of Seasons. This is the, the Harvest Moon that recently came out on PC. It looks kind of rough, but uh, it, it's cool that they're finally putting it on PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Um, more information about what makes the console version of Harvest Moon Light of Hope a special edition is going to be revealed soon, Natsume teased. So we'll be keeping an eye on that as well. Our last bit of news this week, Vampire, that game I always keep yes. talking about, and I, you've actually finally did see the trailer for, is going to launch, we have, a, we have an actual release date now, will launch for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC June 5th. Publisher Focus Home Interactive and developer Don't Not Entertainment have announced uh, obviously, I am extremely excited for this game, and June fifth cannot get here fast enough. It's the week before E three, so the week before E three, yeah, there'll be, there'll be a lot of hype surrounding this game for sure. But uh, that's June fifth. That's what five, four months away. Yeah. Let's talk about what's happening now. Let's talk about the new releases for the week of February twelfth. Oh, I like the transition there. Yeah, I'm gonna try to start doing that. But uh, we, we've got several games to talk about for this week. And the first thing we're going to kick things off with, obviously nothing on Monday, so we're going to start with Tuesday, February 13th. Coming to PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, Dynasty Warriors 9. Obviously, we all know what Dynasty Warriors 9 is. We, we are... What are, you, what are you doing? It's 9. Oh, I didn't... I, yeah. Nine. Okay. Okay. Nine. okay. Uh, I, I, I know you're excited for Dynasty Warriors 9, as am I. For the first time in the series, the expansive land of China is shown on a single map with the introduction of an open-world format for diverse progression through the game. The one versus thousands exhilarating action of the Warriors series and the beloved characters from the Romance of the Three Kingdoms tale are carried over, but the freedom through an open-world stage provides a brand new Warriors experience. Critical missions unfold and progress the story of the player character, and are supplemented by numerous missions from various regions, such as regular missions that affect the critical missions and requests from other characters. The situation will be ever-changing depending on what missions are selected. In the many battles that occur on the map, players will find a variety of strategies and tactics open to them, such as attacking head-on, launching a surprise attack from an elevated position, or infiltrating at night, for numerous ways to enjoy the expansive world of the Three Kingdoms. The map is displayed with beautiful graphics and features many different regions of China, such as snow plains, jungles, and deserts, which reflect the passage of time and changing climate. Key cities and checkpoints, such as Liu Yang and the Hualao Gate, and landmarks such as the Yellow River and Mount Song are replicated, allowing for deeper immersion into the game world. This one just sounds so freaking cool to me, dude. It does. They're saying that you can explore China all the way up to the Great Wall. Like, that's yeah. going to be awesome. And and for the first time, you can actually approach these missions that they give you however you want. And before, I mean, you used to just go in, hack and slash and beat the crap out of things. That was that was the missions. But that was, was fun. That was, it was fun. fun. Yeah. That was fun. But now you can actually infiltrate. You can spy. You can, you know, attack at night when everyone's not expecting you. It's such a cool concept. I, I really feel like I'm going to spend a lot of time with Dynasty Warriors 9. Um, 
it just sucks that another big game is coming out the same day that I'm going to be playing first, but I can't wait to check out Dynasty Warriors 9. Speaking of that big game, let's move into that one. Coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, a little game by the name of Kingdom Come Deliverance. Everyone that watches our stuff knows how excited I am for this game. Kingdom Come Deliverance is a story-driven open-world RPG that immerses yourself, that immerses you in an epic adventure in the Holy Roman Empire. Avenge your parents' death as you battle invading forces, go on game-changing quests, and make influential choices. This is the one, as you alluded to earlier in the episode, that takes place in 1403. Um, yes. And it just gives me strong Witcher vibes. I talk about this all the time when we watch it for Game Oracles. Anytime we mention it here on Max Level, this is my most anticipated game so far of 2018. And I can't so, I've so, so I've decided you're not going to play it. Yeah, bullcrap. I mean, you're not you're not my guardian on the PS4. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you wish you were. <laughs> now, you're down, now you're down to eight minutes. How do you like that? Brian? <laughs> uh, no, dude, I, I already have my copy pre-ordered. Uh, there is one time I pre-ordered it because I wanted to save the 20 percent on Amazon. I don't usually pre-order, but because I usually buy games when they come out. But uh, as I always say, I usually order it the night before. Because I still I, I don't like the pre-order culture, but I wanted this game on Tuesday. And in order to get release date delivery, I had to pre-order it within a yeah. certain amount of time. So I wanted this game to arrive Tuesday. So I put it on Amazon. It's already it's it, it's good to go. It'll be here on Tuesday the 13th. Can't wait, dude. I cannot wait to play this game tomorrow. It'll be I'll be playing it tomorrow. <laughs> and I probably won't stop playing it until I finish it. I'm hoping it's long. I really, really am hoping it's long. I, I want to I want a story and game the size of The Witcher 3, but I, I know it's not going to be. I know they're not CD Projekt Red, but I would love it if they were. But you know what? There could always be story content DLC. So. Absolutely. We'll Absolutely. Another release tomorrow, Tuesday, February 13th, coming to PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game. Live the adrenaline and, and the excitement of the 2017 Monster Energy Supercross Championship with Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game. Eh, no thanks. That's... That that's the game you should be playing on <laughs> No, thanks. Although, sure there would be, it's true if there would be BMX Triple X. I used exactly. <laughs> I used to like I used to like BMX games and and you know motorsports games and and dirt bike games, but I don't anymore. It, it would be fun to check it out if there was nothing else releasing just to see what it was like, but because there's so many other good games coming out, not worth it. Another good game. I know something that you're probably going to buy. The coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, it is finally the console release of Owlboy. Owlboy is a story-driven platform adventure game where you can fly and explore a brand new world in the clouds. Pick up your friends and bring them with you as you explore the open skies. Overcome obstacles and greater enemies in one of the most detailed adventures of this era. This game is gorgeous. This game is so good looking. No, absolutely. I've been waiting for this to come out, and I'm glad it is. Yep. So it comes. This also comes out on Tuesday. It has extremely positive reviews on Steam. It, it's been on Steam since the end of 2016. So it's just crazy now that it's finally coming to consoles. But I'm glad that it is because it, it it deserves to be everywhere. So this is a great game. I'm sure you'll be picking it up in the near future. And once you do, you'll have some impressions for us because this is this is totally your type of game. <laughs> Honestly, I've had this one penciled in for quite a while now. Yeah. I've listened to the soundtrack of this one quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, this is totally your type of game. Uh, we're still on Tuesday, February 13th, tomorrow, coming to Nintendo 3DS. Radiant Historia, Perfect Chronology. This is, this is an RPG coming from Atlas. Unlock the time-traveling power of the White Chronicle once again in Radiant Historia, Perfect Chronology. 
This beloved classic is an expanded from is is expanded from the original Nintendo 3DS game and contains a great deal of added gameplay and story content, updated presentation, and new ways to experience the adventure. The continent of Vinequare is plagued with the spreading desertification, laying the land to waste by turning it slowly into sand. Tensions rise and war breaks out for the remaining fertile land. Stock, a special intelligence agent of Alistel, is sent on a special mission when he discovers the powers of the relic, the White Chronicle. With his newfound abilities, Stock will need to right the wrongs of the past in order to prevent the total annihilation of the world. In this version, a new mysterious character named Nemesia teaches him about the world's history and unlocks a third timeline to explore the ripple effect of some of his actions with episodic what-if scenarios. With redesigned character art, new character voiceovers, music from the original composer Yoko Shimomura, love her, and additional difficulty settings, Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology will enhance the experience in this fresh take of a beloved story. This title also features both the classic original and an exhilarating new story through perfect and appended modes. Appended mode allows you to beat the original game before having the option to start a new game plus, with the added content, while perfect mode lets you play through the game with the inclusion of the new content from the beginning. Uh, uh, sounds amazing, dude. Uh, I'm probably going to pick this up. I, I want a new game on, my, on the 3DS because I haven't played a 3DS game in a long time. I've actually played Radiant Historia. <laughs> oh, have you? <laughs> yes, it's crazy. I, I never finished it, but I have I've, played I've never, even, I've never, I've never played the original. What did you think of the uh, original? It's not a bad game. Yeah, I didn't think actually, so. It seems good. I, I would, I'm actually intrigued to check this out. So yeah, I have no. to... I'm definitely. See if I can download a demo for it first. To... Okay. Yeah, I know they. I know they. Do I, 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 I just want to check out the new stuff. See how that is. Yeah, I know. Typically, you know, they they do release a lot of demos on the 3DS that you can get through the eShop. So. Yeah. Maybe, Atlas is pretty good about demos out for everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely going to be checking this out. Uh, like I said, probably not right away, but this would be a good game to pick up when I have really not a whole lot to go on because I, I need a new 3DS game. Dude, I can't even it's, remember the last 3DS game I played. It's it's good to have just a nice mobile game every once in a while that's not yeah. an actual little phone mobile game. Yeah, I do remember the last 3DS game I played, by the way. Last year, RPG Maker FES, when when we got the code for it from uh, from NAS America. I've actually, I actually played quite a few games for RPG Maker myself. <laughs> I know. I, I was actually, it's crazy because sometimes I go back and listen to random max level episodes. One of the ones I actually went back to recently and listened to was the one where you talked about downloading it and playing the, some of the yeah. RPGs before you went out of town. So <laughs> it's, it's good. You, you pick up a game that's like an hour, two hours long. Just a nice yeah. quick little knock around game. Like, why not? Yeah. 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 All right. One last game to talk about for Tuesday, tomorrow, February 13th, coming to PC, Nintendo Switch and PlayStation Vita. The longest five minutes. Our hero faces the origin of all evil, the Demon King himself, but suddenly loses all memories of his adventure. His finishing moves, the name of his hometown, and even the reason he's trying to defeat the Demon King in the first place, all gone. Our hero feels as though he's letting his allies down. In the midst of battle, his allies' words and the Demon King's taunting triggers flashbacks, bringing his memories back piece by piece. Our hero tries to regain his priceless memories before it's too late, but the Demon King stands before him, his power unyielding. What can happen in the longest five minutes? I think we watched this on Game Oracles. We absolutely did. Yeah, it's pixel, so, yeah, remember, pixel the, the, the game starts. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, the it's, game it's, starts. It's, it's, it starts at the end. And you're in the you're in the last battle, and you forget how to do everything. So you like through these flashbacks, you play through the game. But theoretically, in the present, only five minutes pass, which is where the game the name of the game comes from. The longest five minutes. Um, very, very cool concept for a game. They showed it um, this pre recently at the NIS Press America thing, too, if you want to check that out. Uh, I did get a code for this. I've been playing it on the Switch. So hopefully I'll have a review up for this also next week as well. 
But uh, again, it's something else that I'm really not allowed to talk about yet, which is why I haven't mentioned it. So, but uh, it it sucks because I, I do play games, but some of these things I can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's it for Tuesday. Finally, we're gonna move now to Wednesday, Valentine's Day, February thirteenth. February 14th, not 14th, we have one release to talk about. Coming to PC, a game by the name of The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 2. Civil War has broken out across Erebonia. After his narrow escape from Trista, Reen will take up his sword again on a journey with his divine knight, Valimar, in search of his friends from Class 7 and a way to end the conflict before its price becomes far too dear. I don't even know, man. I, I theoretically have a day to beat Kingdom Come Deliverance. <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say, uh, how are you going to juggle these ones, buddy? Uh, oh, man, that's why I said this week is going to be the hardest week I think I've experienced in quite some time. Because, yeah, you'll, as you'll see here in a second, too, that's not the uh, the last thing that, I, that I'm going to be putting some time into this week. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't wait for this. Justin is still playing through the PlayStation 3 version. He has not yet beaten it. Obviously, he doesn't have a lot of time to play games. He he doesn't play games like like even like you do, but or, or especially like me. But um, he's been putting time into the PlayStation Three version, and now that it's coming to PC, he's like, I have a feeling you're gonna start and beat this game before I do. I was like, Yeah, you're damn right, I'm going to, <laughs> because I I put over a hundred hours into the first game in like a week, and I I know I'll do it again. So I can't wait. Oh. I don't even want 100 hours into two weeks of actual work, so you're a madman. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. I put a lot of time into this. But you, but you suffer for the craft, and we appreciate and it. And it's not even suffering. <laughs> I was saying it to put a little shine on it for you, Brian. The only, the only suffering I do is this freaking chair I sit in. My back is shot. Uh, I can't wait to get a new chair. I have rubber code if you need some help. Tech these four gaming chairs. Hook us up, please. Oh, man. No, luckily now that uh, now that I, I can actually, you know, I've, I've hardwired it so that my PC connects to my TV as well next to me. So when I play PC games, I'm usually sitting in the recliner over here. If I stream on Twitch, I can't do that, which does make it hard because I sit in this chair that I've had for almost 10 years. But uh, when I get to sit in the recliner and play PC games, it's super comfy. So I'll, I'll probably put most of my time with Trails of Cold Steel 2 on the recliner. <laughs> Who are we kidding? Um, to, after that, we move to Thursday, February 15th. Coming to PC, PlayStation 4, and, PC, and, and, and the Vita. A little game by the name of Secret of Mana HD. The memorable adventure of Rondi, Prim, and Popoy is reborn as Secret of Mana. Originally released in 1993, Secret of Mana is by far the most popular title in the Mana series, and has now undergone a much-awaited full 3D remake. Oh, man. You can put this one in the back burner for a little while. No, I can't. No, I can't. (laughs) Secret of Mana is one of my favorite games of all time. Yes, but you've played it already. I have played it, but I can't wait to see what it looks like now in full 3D. Okay, it said you you have to play Kingdom Come. I do, and I have to play Trails of Cold Steel, too. Oh, no, Kingdom Come has to be powered through in one night. I would be disappointed if I could do that. <laughs> I would feel like I would want a refund if I could beat Kingdom Come in one night. Disappointed if you can't do it. You're I Brian. Would, I, I would feel like I would want a refund if I could beat Kingdom Come. Like, uh, let's, let's be honest, dude. If, if, I play, if I sat down and played The Witcher 3 and I finished that game in a day, I would have been so disappointed. I wouldn't feel like I do about The Witcher 3 if I beat that in a day. 
because I've put 300 hours into that game is the reason why I'm so attached to it and why I feel I do about The Witcher. Uh, I, I don't think Kingdom Come Deliverance is going to be 300 hours. I don't even think it's going to be 100 hours. But I at least want 60. I at least, you know, somewhere in that area where I, I, I feel like, you know, War Horse Studios put time into their side quests and into their main quests to extend the life cycle of the game. That's what I want. Um, if they didn't do that, then so be it. It is their first game ever and, you know, their first outing into the game. So, you know, CD Projekt Red is no stranger to games. The Witcher 3 wasn't their first one. So if War Horse can't do that with the first one, I understand. But I at least want a good game out of it. But I And I don't want to finish it in a night. If I can do and, and I'm telling you right now, I will start playing that game Tuesday when it arrives from FedEx. And I probably won't stop. I, I'll stop briefly to, to put Game Oracles up on YouTube. <laughs> But, uh, or no, no, Game, Game Oracles ought to be up. Uh, BG Mania. I'll, I'll, I'll actually edit BG Mania and get that up for Wednesday. But uh, other than that, I'll be playing Kingdom Come Deliverance most of the night. And if I beat it, I'll be disappointed. I at least want it to last a week. How are you going to play all Valentine's Day? Okay, it's not going to happen. You better just... Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. I won't be able to play. I won't be able to play that night. kill you. I won't be able to play that night, but I definitely will be playing a lot of stuff on Valentine's Day. Specifically, Trails of Cold Steel, too. So we'll move to um, Friday, February 16th. Friday is, yeah, that is Friday. We've got two things to talk about. First, coming to Nintendo Switch is Bayonetta 2. And obviously, this includes Bayonetta 1 when you purchase Bayonetta 2 as a digital download code. Wield wild weapons and execute deadly moves like the powerful Umbrum Climax to take out angels and demons in this breathtaking action game. You could even team up with friends in two-player online or local wireless co-op fights. Bayonetta is a butt-kicking, havoc-wrecking witch who wields sweet weapons like pistols, whips, hammers, flamethrowers, and poison bows. But it's not just about brawn, it's also about style. Bayonetta is deadly but sleek, with moves like Witch Time that slows down time itself, and the all-new Umbrum Climax, a special magic attack that summons infernal demons to devastate enemies. The Bayonetta 2 game also features an online and local wireless two-player cooperative mode, where players bet halos on their performance and work together to amplify their sass, cause destruction, and score some riches. I love Bayonetta. It's a great series, great franchise, two great games. Obviously, the character is super sexy. That's why I'm, I'm crazy. It's crazy to me that, uh, that this is now a Nintendo IP, because the only reason it exists is because Nintendo funds these games, uh, which, is yeah. the only, which is the only reason we're getting Bayonetta 3. So it's pretty crazy that that Nintendo basically has made Bayonetta a first party franchise. Uh, but, dude, I'm excited for that. Like they need more risque games that, you know, to be in house. And, and this is the perfect one because Bayonetta has such a cult following and fan following that uh, that Nintendo scooping this up when they did was a brilliant move. It was smart. I mean, they, it, it all started with Smash Brothers, you know, and yeah. now she whip her hair back and forth as a Nintendo character. <laughs> yeah. She does whip her hair back and forth, indeed. Uh, our last release to talk about this week, another game I'm really excited about, coming to PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, is Faye. Which is that oh. game we've that that small little indie game we've seen from EA many, many times. That that gives me Journey and uh, Abzu vibes. Become Faye and discover a world that you will never want to leave. Run, climb, and glide your way through a dark Nordic forest to explore its living, breathing world. One filled with secrets, legends, and mystical creatures. It's another game I'm getting this week. So that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday has one game for me. Every day this week. Except for Monday. Oh man, what a week. So so, so many games, so little time. I know. Brad's going to make it happen. What a week. What a week indeed. But uh, all right, let's let's take a quick break. Let's talk about some podcast intermission or actually let's listen to some podcast intermission. We'll be right back. Any, 
Wow, we're not even do our best of the week. Thanks a lot, Brian. You suck. Oh, did I forget? Yeah, you we suck. Can, we can still do it. No, we can still do it because I haven't stopped. No, no. We're, we we're, can rewind time. We're, yeah, we're, we, we can rewind time. Uh, pick of the week. What do you got? You know Dynasty mine. Dynasty Warriors 9. Okay, Dynasty Warriors 9. I like it. Obviously, mine's Kingdom Come. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. My my, is my pick my pick this week is Kingdom Come Deliverance. But this is a tough week because... Over Trails? Over Trails of Cold Steel 2 and over, um, over a Secret of Mana HD... Oh man, I don't know. Kingdom Come? Is it really? Is it? Actually, is no, it? I'm, I'm gonna have to go Trails of Cold Steel too as pick of the week this week. There you go. I'm gonna have to because it's a it's a traditional JRPG, and that that's my genre. I always pick those over anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in terms of a game that I mean, Kingdom Come that doesn't that doesn't lessen my excitement for that game by any means though. Uh, I'm still really excited about that game, and uh, I'll be I'll be playing that first, obviously, um, on Tuesday after you pick that game up and you play it for about three hours, can I have it when you're done with it? Cause you're not going to play it anymore. No, you cannot. Cause I, 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 tried, play I tried, I, I tried, I keep playing it. <laughs> but, you uh, can't fault me for trying. Yeah, no, it was a good shot. So yeah, pick of the week. I, I can't believe I forgot about pick of the week. It's even, it's even in the script. I, I, I went right over it, but uh, now let's move to podcast intermission. We'll be right back. For today's podcast intermission, we're going to take a look at our show, Revisiting the Classics. It's a weekly trip back to the past to play some retro games every Saturday. Recently, Frank and I discussed our completion of the base game of Final Fantasy IV and our adventures through Final Fantasy IV, the interlude. Let's take a listen. They, they attach these hooks to your, to your airship so that you can, yeah, so you can actually go back and get your hovercraft and, and pick it up and drop it so that way you can still, because there's certain areas that the airship cannot land. And, and some of those areas that you have to get to, you have to take the hovercraft over the rocks and park it basically on a very small strip of land right next to the water that you can't touch down with on your air, on your on the airship. So you still have to use your hovercraft even at this point. Not very often. It's only like two or three times, but you, that you still have to use your hovercraft every now and then. But uh, it, it's pretty cool that they still left it in there to where you had to do that. But uh, one of the one of the reasons why you need your hovercraft is to get to the caves near. Uh, Eblin Castle. Yeah, I want to say Eblin. So so we're going to call it Eblin, which is how I was pronouncing it. So, um, and, and basically, Eblin Castle is the only way back into the Tower of Bobble to find the rest of the crystals, because obviously the underworld portion of the Tower of Bobble was destroyed, and you can't get back into the underworld right now. So you, you go through these caves that lead to the Eblin Castle, and they run into your next party member there. And that is a who eventually gets extremely powerful towards the end of the game, a ninja by the name of Edge. And he is basically doing battle with Rubicanti alone and gets defeated. So Rubicanti disappears back into the Tower of Bobble. Edge and Cecil start talking. And Edge is actually the prince of Eblon, which is the castle that you're trying to get to. So Ruba, Rubicanti has destroyed his homeland, destroyed Eblin, destroyed the castle, and Edge is seeking vengeance against him and trying to, you know, to, to make things right by what happened to his homeland. And after a bit of dialogue, they all decide to work together to take out Rubicanti, and you head back into the Tower of Babel once again. Um, going through there, Edge will encounter his parents, the king and queen of Eblin. Dude, I don't know about you. I want to stop this. <laughs> go ahead. Anytime you want to stop, go ahead. This was emotional, man. It is. It is. I mean, this, you know, 
his parents are like twisted and turned into these monsters because of Lu Zhai. If you like what you heard, Revisiting the Classics can be found on either iTunes or Google Play using your favorite podcast app of choice. It can also be found in the Max Level podcast feed and over at our YouTube channel. And now, back to more Max Level. And we're back. For the main discussion this week, we actually have something interesting to talk about here. Uh, this this could have definitely fallen in the news report over under the teases and leaks kind of a thing. But uh, I, I decided that this is big enough to put as the main discussion, much like how I did with the uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 leaks. So, th- so this definitely is big enough to talk about because I think we can actually get a decent discussion going on about this. So there were several reports this past week and several leaks that happened. Um, one of the leaks came from a YouTuber named Dr. 81, and he found a LinkedIn uh, thing uh, from 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 somebody that basically confirmed some stuff that uh, that we were kind of wondering. So the article I pulled up is from GameSpot.com. So I'm just going to read this article. Earlier this week, we discovered that Bandai Namco is seemingly working on an unannounced first-person shooter exclusive to Nintendo Switch. Now, it appears that first-person shooter is in fact Metroid Prime 4. Eurogamer states multiple sources have now confirmed to the site that the exclusive game is indeed Metroid Prime 4. Eurogamer also says the game's lead developer is Bandai Namco Studios Singapore, a studio formed in 2013 in collaboration with Nintendo. GameSpot contacted Bandai Namco regarding the report, but the company simply stated it had no comments to make at this time. Interjecting here, personally, Bandai Namco Studios Singapore is composed of people that used to work at LucasArts that were oh, nice. work, that were working on Star Wars 1313, that canceled game. So there's some really, really talented people at the studio. And Star Wars 1313 was a fantastic looking game and one that I really wanted to play before it got canceled. So, you know, this, this studio has some talent there. So this definitely is a positive thing. Back to the article. Metroid Prime 4 was announced at E3 last year, though no lead developer was revealed and no gameplay or trailer was shown. The only other details we know about the game is that it may not be released in 2018, and that series producer Kensuke Tanabe is overseeing the project. The original trilogy was developed by Retro, which most recently made Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for Wii U. Interjecting again, they are now working on a brand new IP that we have yet to see. It's a new series that Retro wanted to do, um... I've heard some rumors that it may be horror-based, but uh, we'll definitely have to see. Back to the article. During a Bandai Namco earnings briefing in November last year, the company talked about how it's adding more resources to Nintendo Switch game development. President Mitsuaki Taguchi said, according to the Wall Street Journal, It's a shame, but we didn't think the Switch would be as accepted this fast. Bandai Namco Singapore's jobs page shows at least five open positions. However, none of the listings say what kind of game the candidate would be working on. The job ad calls for people with experience working on AAA games, though. One hope, one high-profile upcoming Switch release from Bandai Namco is Dark Souls Remastered, which is due out in May. It will include the Artorius of the Abyss DLC, along with a better frame rate and improved resolution. Okay, they're just adding some stuff there. Um, but no, so so that that's the article here. But in terms of Bandai Namco and Metroid Prime 4, that's interesting to me. So... They, it's they, not, well, they, they've made, what, they, they, aren't they the ones who developed Pokken? I think so. I think they also did Smash Brothers, so. I mean, I mean they, they, help, they helped with it. They helped with it. They definitely helped They're definitely, you know, the partnership is there. It's right. it's not it's not unfounded. I, I'm, I'm surprised, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. But uh, if you look at this person's LinkedIn, 
So it, it also tends to point to something else here. So it talked about projects where the first one was an unannounced IP, which we now have found out is Metroid Prime 4. Uh, the next project he was working on was Ace Combat 7, which we already know about, coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR. But the next one here is another interesting leak coming out of this, and that's Ridge Racer 8. And it oh, says really? drift-based... For high, Switch? High, yeah. Ridge Racer 8, drift-based high-speed car racing exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. Nice. So, obviously now we know Metroid Prime 4 was real, which, again, this came from this person's LinkedIn. That means Ridge Racer 8 exclusive to Switch most likely is real as well. This is a good thing to hear. Oh, that's, wow. That's definitely a good thing to hear. Wow, I, I, I had no idea. Oh, well, I didn't expect you would. <laughs> and Brian, I keep my finger on the pulse of these things. I, I knew all about, uh, you know, Bandai working with a... Well, yeah, but uh, so, so so kind of what I want to talk about here. Is this a good thing? And I think and I I think it is, but I, I kind of want to hear what you have to say in, in regards to all this. I mean, Bandai Namco has been on fire. They've been putting out great games for all sorts of random IPs or pretty much anime. Yeah, but uh, which is their I mean, wheelhouse. I mean, they, they tend to put out a lot of those type of games. I mean, they managed to make the best Dragon Ball game I've ever played. Uh, right, 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 right. I have only good things to say about them right now. I'm riding so high on the Bandai Namco uh, train, so to speak. Right. And I, I, this is something I had mentioned to you, and you're like, you're, you told me I was crazy, and I am. Uh, I want more Nintendo games developed every year, and this is a great way to do it. Yeah, outsourcing. Outsourcing it to people who you know who can do a great job. Bandai Namco can do a great job. Absolutely. Uh, they I can't can. think. I can't think of anyone else I trust with a big, with like, like a Legend of Zelda uh, off the top of my head, other than the you know, Nintendo in house themselves. Sure. But you know, this, this is a good thing. You know, these, these big partnerships are, are what, and, and third party support is what's been missing for Nintendo yeah. in general. I agree. And we have it. We have it. this is a strong, strong union. So it is. It is. And I mean, this, it, this it, only spe- it's like I, my my mind is going like a million miles an hour. Like, oh my god, what's next? What's next? <laughs> I mean, you well, just mentioned Ridge Racer Eight. Like, yeah, dude. which which would be cool. Um, so I'm looking here through Ridge Racer. Was that a Bandai Namco? It was. Yeah, that was definitely yeah. Bandai Namco as well. I was looking through their list of games. So I pulled up a list of Bandai Namco games. That, they, that they've either published or developed. And I was just scrolling through it while you were talking because I wanted to see. They definitely did help out with Super Smash Bros. for Nintendo 3DS yeah. and Wii U. Uh, I wanted to see if they also helped out with Pockin. I'm fairly certain. I pl- I played the hell out of it for a while. But... They did. They did. Yep. Pockin there. Pockin's there for 2015. But I, I, I specifically want to look at the 2018 list of games because their list of games for 2018 is massive. And oh, yeah. It's crazy because Bandai Namco is just putting out more and more games every single year, almost, it seems like. So it's just crazy to me. So so we'll look at 2018. And these are obviously in, in no particular order. This is just how it's appearing on Wikipedia. So this is not in release order. But uh, we've got Sword Art Online Replication Project, which I think is a mobile title. Dark Souls Remastered. Adventure Time, Pirates of the Enchiridion. Enchiridion? I have no idea. Uh, it's Enchiridion, uh, and, it, and it's and it's okay. actually a pretty uh, cool series. I actually don't watch Adventure Time, so I don't know. The Adventure Time games in general are actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Super Robot Wars X, Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation 2, 
Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown, Naruto to Baruto, Shinobi Striker, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, New Gundam Breaker, Code Vein, which I'm very excited for, uh, Gintama Rumble, Full Metal Panic, Fight Who Dares Wins, The Seven Deadly Sins, Knights of Britannia, uh, Naruto Cross Baruto, Ninja Voltage, My Tamagotchi Forever, <laughs> uh, Sword Art Online, Fatal Bullet, God Eater 3, Black Clover, Project Knights, My Hero Academia, One's Justice, One Piece, World Seeker, which again, that's another game I'm very excited about, uh, Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdoms, Soul Calibur 6, Metroid Prime 4 now added to that list. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we look at things that had, that already are, are released, like Digimon Story, Cyber Sleuth, Hacker's Memory. That That's something I'm currently still playing through. Something just clicked in, in, in old, the old Frankel head. Oh. Uh, okay. Can you... What if Samus shows up in Soul Calibur 6? Hmm. We haven't had an official announced trailer. For, I don't think they announced we don't it even, for, we don't, for Switch. We don't even have an official announced. Yeah, it hasn't even officially been announced for Nintendo Switch yet. If, that, if, she, if she's the exclusive, then that's going to be awesome. I think I would prefer her over Link because we already had Link in Soul Calibur. We had him in Soul Calibur yeah. too. So... In terms of something new, I definitely think it would be kind of cool to have Samus in there. Yeah, that'd actually be pretty sweet. I'd be down for that. Wow. I'd be down for that. But, uh, yeah, this this is definitely a a positive thing here, in my opinion. Um, and, 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 and like you said, there's third-party, these third-party collaborations with Nintendo IPs is, is only a good thing. Um, obviously, this doesn't mean that Nintendo will never make other Metroid games on their own. No, of course it, not. It, it sounds like they are, you know, obviously Nintendo in-house developed uh, the one for the 3DS, Samus Returns, the one that you are recently, or not recently, but played when it came out. Yeah. Um, it's, it sounds like that Nintendo may be focusing on the 2D aspect of Metroid, whereas it, it'll outsource the 3D aspect of Metroid to another studio, which is cool because then that frees up their in-house studio of Retro, to focus on something else that they wanted to do because Retro didn't want to make the next Metroid game. Retro didn't want to go back to Donkey Kong right now. They wanted to do their own IP, which they've been wanting to do for a while. So it's cool that Nintendo's finally letting them do that because obviously with Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze coming to Nintendo Switch, uh, Retro's not working on that. It's just a port. So so we have no idea what Retro's doing yet. And there are rumors we may find out at E3 this year because I think Retro's I, Retro's game may be the big announcement of E3 this year if Nintendo feels like it's, it's big enough. But um, this, this definitely opens up some opportunities for other games, as you said. I mean, you know, with with uh, with them doing Metro- Metroid, could we maybe start seeing someone else take on other games? Like, could we see a third party studio do a new Wave Race game? Because I would I would I would play that. I mean, Wave Race, is a, Wave Race was a fantastic franchise that I played the crap out of on the Nintendo 64 and the GameCube. And I would welcome a new game on the Switch. I really would. Um, obviously, we saw with... Um, who, who was the studio that was behind the most recent Star Fox game that didn't do well? Was that Bandai Nimco as well? I don't think so. I forget who made that one. What, what was the name of that game? Star Fox Wii U. What was the name of that one? I, oh, Star, I Fox, was, Star Fox Zero. Was it Zero? It was, Star Fox, it, it was Star Fox Zero. And that was actually developed by Platinum Games. That's right. Platinum Games is a studio I actually really enjoy. So I'm I'm, I'm cra- it's crazy that uh, that that game didn't do as well as I as as well as I wanted it to. I didn't play Star Fox Zero, did you? 
I didn't. I, I'm actually I'm a, I'm a Star Fox fan in general. Never oh, really? Been. Really? Yeah. Crazy, because uh, the Super Nintendo and the N64 versions of Star Fox are phenomenal games. I absolutely hate those games. That is crazy it, to me. It, it, it is. You know, I, I've tried. It's not for lack of trying. I just, I suck at them, and I don't like them. That's crazy to me. Well, whatever. To each his own, I guess. Yeah. Um, we, 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 all, we all have our one franchise. We're like, why do you play that? Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's the one for me. That's crazy. <laughs> um. Another IP that I think may be interesting to to loan out would be Golden Sun. Maybe maybe give that to a team over at Square Enix or something and see what they did with it. Like that'd be kind of fun. Oh, I haven't played Golden Sun in ages. Neither Actually, have I. Neither have I. But it'd be kind of cool to think about, like, you know, a a third party with their take on Golden Sun. That'd be interesting. You can give it to Capcom. They're doing great things with Monster Hunter. I can see Golden Sun and that being in the same kind of universe. Ooh, that'd be interesting. In fact, a little bonus, especially if it was a little bit different, like, you know, if it was it was if it was a different take on Golden Sun. In fact, a little little, uh, bonus news that didn't make the list. Uh, Fastest selling Capcom game of all time, Monster Hunter. Yeah, Monster Hunter World. uh, I I, I probably should have put that in the sales section because we didn't have any sales to talk about this week. Uh, I think it's it's over six million. I think I think we're seeing. So, yeah, that that game is lighting up the charts. Um, What about Chibi Robo? Ooh. But who would you who would you have to take that over? Um, I don't know. I, I would probably let Bandai Namco do it to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a quirky title, and I think Bandai Namco does really well with quirky stuff. So yeah, I, I think Bandai Namco would be a good studio to do a new Chibi Robo game. I said this like, like I said before. This is nothing but greatness for for absolutely. Nintendo. They, absolutely, they definitely. You know, I think I think everyone's gonna come out strong with this one. Here's a here's a here's a franchise that I want to get your take on and, and maybe see if you can think of a good studio that would do this. And that's F Zero. Because Nintendo hasn't shown any interest in the F Zero franchise lately. Who could we have do that that makes some good racing good s- adventure, futuristic racing games? Oh wow. Uh EA games. Well, I don't know about that. I know you don't trust. I know you don't trust EA to do anything, but uh, EA doesn't even trust themselves to do the Nintendo Switch games. That's why they don't put stuff on the Switch, because uh, they have something against the Switch. Apparently, I don't. I don't know that I'd give it to EA. I don't know that I'd give think, it to EA. Think about it, man. F Zero with loot boxes. <laughs> so you buy. So, so get this. You buy the game. There's one track. You have to purchase other tracks in the game. There's one ship. You have to purchase other ships in the game. If you want to actually unlock everything, which is already on the disc, you have to spend 4,000 hours playing F-Zero Switch to unlock all the ships, to unlock all the tracks, and maybe, just maybe, you'll have a full game by then. <laughs> no, no, what's what nice is, like, the person who I think would do the best with F-Zero mm-hmm. is Sony, but... Yeah, because but, of Wipeout. So, so, yeah, but Sony would never do it. No. Uh, no. Exactly, you know, like, it's... it's it sucks because the wipeout games are great. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like you said, so it, it's it, it fits so perfectly. It does. It'll it'll never happen. Never no, ever. And and I think that uh, just just thinking on it, man, I, I can't think of a studio that actually probably would make a good F Zero game as good as Nintendo. So I, I really hope that F Zero is something that Nintendo chooses to do first party, chooses to do in house. I'm just I really feel like F Zero is a game that could be on the Switch. I do, and I think it, should. it, it needs to be on the Switch. Uh, obviously, we already have a good indication of what 2018 is going to hold, you know, at least for the first six months, as we said several weeks back during the uh, 
Nintendo Direct Mini discussion on Max Level. We only know about the first six months for the Nintendo Switch, although we do know certain things like Yoshi is coming second half for 2018. Good chance Animal Crossing is coming second half for 2018. Um, but but F-Zero, man, I don't know. F-Zero might be 2019, 2020. Like, the, we haven't heard anything on that yet. So, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, this, this whole thing with Bandai Namco developing Metroid Prime 4 is a very, very good thing, especially because it's their Singapore studio. And like I said, the Singapore studio consists of a lot of staff members from former LucasArts that was working on Star Wars 1313, which again, if you're listening to this and you have no clue what Star Wars 1313 was, go look up that game. Go look how awesome that game looked. Go look at gameplay from that because there was trailers for it. There was gameplay out there. There's screenshots. That game was gorgeous on the 360 and the PS3. That was going to be a great Star Wars game. And then they canned it. So much like much like they recently changed um, Visceral Games is their Star Wars game once they once they closed Visceral Games and they got rid of Amy Henning. You know, that was going to be a basically like an uncharted Star Wars game. And now it's going to be more of a Star Wars games for service with loot boxes. Um, speaking of EA, but, uh, <laughs> um, having, having a studio like that, take on Metroid prime four definitely tells me this is going to be an awesome cinematic first per- or sing- cinematic single player experience, which is what I want. And, and Bandai Namco does really well with single player games. They, they do well with multiplayer games too, but they do really well with single player games. And, uh, that's just what I want from Metroid prime four. So this is only a good thing. And I definitely think that uh, this opens some doors for other Nintendo IPs that have lied or that, that have laid dormant for a while that, uh, you know, we could definitely see something else from third parties, specifically Banyan Namco. I think they're come, come on, Bethesda. I want a really good Kid Icarus. Can you imagine? I'm serious. No, like, can you imagine Bethesda doing like a realistic Kid Icarus? Yes, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I mean, I, I fell in love with their archery style when I started playing Skyrim. Like, dude. That would be interesting to me. Wow, that would be crazy. And Bethesda is a, a studio that's on board with the Switch. That's why I, that's why I picked them. I know because they, they're definitely behind us. Yeah, there's, uh-huh. there, there's definitely some studios that are pledging full support for the Switch. Bethesda is one of them. Bandai Namco is one of them. I really feel like the next Tales game will be on the Switch. And 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 I, I'm I, I feel almost confident saying that they're gonna boot, they're gonna do an exclusive Tales game for the Switch too, because just it just feels it feels natural it feels like it's gonna happen I think uh, I think going back to the Symphonia name would would do really well for Nintendo fans and I think Bandai Namco knows that so we we may be seeing something like that um, and and there's other studios out there too that are you know that are totally on board with the Switch and and, and I love it I I can't wait Sega's on board with the Switch so I mean the Switch at this current juncture. Uh, is actually it has twice as many games as it did other than the Wii U did. Yeah, yeah, it, it has more games now than the uh, that than the Nintendo Wii did too, and and not just more games like better games. Good, good like, games. Like, yeah. yeah, like good games. The Wii had a lot of shovelware. Um, yeah. the, the Switch has good games. I mean, just ask El Francaro. He had to eat a piece of paper that said hashtag second El Francaro at the beginning of the episode. You missed that. You weren't here. Yeah, what happened? Did he actually do it? He did it. Yeah, he 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 downed it. He downed it with some diet coke, but he definitely did it. He definitely yeah, did it. happens. Yeah, it's not, he he definitely did it. But uh, all right, man. No, I, I just kind of wanted to touch on the fact that uh, we we found out with certainty, one hundred percent certainty, that Bandai Namco is working on Metroid Prime Four. It's definitely very exciting. But let's get in to some retro game rewind. 
No. No? We're not doing it this I week? Kid. I can't. Are, are we doing kid. something else? Never. <laughs> uh, so the year is 1991. Okay, 1991 for those that uh, can't can't equate that. <laughs> so uh, at the movie theaters, uh, well, no. my family. Let's go one. My my, uh, my, my family we'll like we'll, we'll go to we'll go to the movies maybe once or twice a month. Sure. And Fa- family the, outings, family outings. At, at the movies, there was a nice arcade section. Okay. This and is an arcade game. Interesting. This is an arcade game. First time you've done uh, an arcade I, game. This arcade game always had a line, and I'm talking okay. like, and, and, and no, it's not Mortal Kombat. You, you know, you think you know, I've I've I played the hell out of some Mortal Kombat. I my, my 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 personal hope is that you're gonna do um the WWF game that was in the arcades. Unfortunately, not. This is oh, a game. remember that one though? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that was one of the only ones you could actually play as uh, the Natural Disasters. They were in that game. They, they were. were in that game. I used to play that all the time uh, at the local skating rink. <laughs> no, but this game was pretty unique uh at the time because it was a four player arcade game for the hottest ip going at the time in 91 in 91 my favorite cartoon for the longest time probably still my favorite cartoon if i I were to sit down and actually watch cartoons is is this another simpsons game the simpsons arcade game okay yeah uh so if this game was actually the second is this this better than bart's crappy adventure in the in the camp this is actually a good game. So <laughs> uh, the other game was good. I liked it, but it's okay. uh, this, 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 this is Konami's second game uh, okay. for the Simpsons franchise. The first one being Bart versus the Space Mutants, which okay. I would never, ever classify as a good game. <laughs> okay. uh, what about, uh, uh, you know, what about uh, Bart's Nightmare? Did you play that one on the SNES? You know what? I've, I have played that one. Uh, I, 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 I own that one. And I, I actually think that game's really rough. It is. I didn't get it. I initially wanted to buy it when it first came out. Yeah. There's, there's a whole story behind that one in general, but maybe, did, we'll, maybe we'll maybe we'll save that for another day then. There, there, there's a whole fun story behind that one. Maybe we'll save uh, that for another day. There's a lot, lot of angry Frank. Uh, I, I feel like we need like a, a Simpsons segment for you on this on this podcast. I am a big Simpsons fan. I know, I, you, are. I know you are. So um, and so is my sister Nicole, who makes it to another story. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nicole. So, the be- so we're the, there. The, and- better, the better sibling. Yeah, sure. The better sibling. Smacker. Uh, <laughs> so you, you get to play as four of the five Simpsons characters, uh, Homer, Bart, uh, Lisa, and Marge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, so, so, so we're playing, and of course, you know, I want to play that as Bart or Homer. My sister is intent on playing on as Lisa, but it's a line, and you get to fight, and you know, like, you can, once, you get up to, once you get up there, you're pretty much at the mercy of whoever is not playing, so... If if the spot's open for Marge Simpson, I'll play as Marge Simpson. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm nine years old. What do I care? Right. But she's like, no, I'm playing as Lisa. So I remember just sitting there, standing there, standing there. And I'm like, come on, let's go. Like we have, we have to go. The movie's starting. No, I want to play. So finally, it clears out. The, the people are going to the movie, and we're playing this game. And this is not an easy game. I've never played this, so I don't know. It's it's a, it's a beat up game. Okay. For uh, uh, everyone has their own unique attack, so to speak. So uh, Bart fights with the skateboard. Uh, Lisa uses a jump rope. Uh, Homer fights with his punches and kicks, and uh, Marge Simpson uses a, a vacuum cleaner to swing around and hit people. Okay. <laughs> Stereotyping there, are we? And, and there's also combo attacks. Like if you join together, you can do all kinds of cool little things. Yeah. Uh, 
but it's just like every other arcade beat em up it's brutally hard because they want to eat your quarters okay so we're playing and playing and playing and i say this all the time she's not very good at games or at least six-year-old her wasn't good at games sure and then just nine-year-old me uh we finally get to the boss of the first level and he's a he's a professional wrestler who's constantly losing his shorts so you kick, you kick in his butt, you're throwing <laughs> things at him, you're him out. Wait, was he, he made a list, did he not? One of our top yeah. tens. I remember that. I remember that. He was in the, the was he in the wrestlers one? He was. Yeah. See? Yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, so we're playing the game and then between levels, there's like bonus games mm-hmm. and it's, it's just button mashing. It just, it's hitting as much as you can. Sure. And of, and of course she beats me. She, she, she wins a mini game. I do all the work. I kill everything on my own. Mm-hmm. She wins a mini game, and I have to hear after the, after a movie the whole way home. Oh, I I'm better than him at this game. I, I'm the best. Like, <laughs> uh, and you know, like, and you'll hear it down. So then, so then we go back to the movies a couple weeks later. We're playing, and now my father's playing. So now it's me, my father, and my sister playing. Okay. Yeah, uh, and we're doing it, and I'm doing all the work again, and. We get that to the to the, to the to the bonus game, and of course, she wins the bonus game. And I, again, I have to hear this for another two weeks. So how I'm so much better than you at this game? How the world? Two more weeks go by. We go to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Were there, that, were, there, were there that were there that many good game or good movies coming out in in the summer of '91? Honestly, we went for we, we even went back to rewatch movies sometimes. Oh really? It was, okay. it, yeah, it's. Uh, so that so now it's all four. Now there's four of us playing. There's me, Nicole, my mother, my father. We're all playing this game. Okay. Everyone has a spot on this thing. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm not. Gonna, I, I'm. I'm just gonna play this game. When we get to the bonus game, I'm going to rock her world. <laughs> uh, and I'm there, and I'm there, and I'm there, and I'm mashing, 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 and I just about beat her. I'm just about to, I'm just about to win this bonus game. And my dad smacks my hand out the way. <laughs> And she wins. He goes, just let, he goes, just let her win. It's let her have this. He goes, you know you're better at the game. Just let her have this. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. And of course, I had to hear this forever and ever. And ever. I've never beaten her at the, at, the, at the bonus game of this thing. Okay. Even as adults, like I went back and it came on Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, okay. Yeah. E12, 2013, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're playing the game. We finally get to the bonus spot. And she goes. She, she plays, play, play, and, and she beats me again as adults. She's like, I told did you, did you let that. her win or no? I, I didn't let her win. She actually okay. beat me, so I'll, I'll, I'll get credit for this. We're playing as adults, and she, she turns it to me with the half smile. She goes, I "Told you I'm better than you in these games." So yeah, that that that, that, that that's been the ongoing joke between uh, the, the, the family that she is the best at Simpsons Arcade, uh-huh. simply because she can win a stupid mini game of button mashing. I believe it. That I should have won. My dad screwed me. <laughs> <laughs> what was the purpose of the mini game? Just button mashing? It was to blow up a giant balloon. Okay. So just mashing, just and it was whoever, and whoever had the biggest one wins. And I think he got like points for her or like an extra life, which she could have used because she sucks. She died a lot. <laughs> so she needed the extra life. She did. <laughs> uh, but honestly, it's a fun game if you never played it. Um, I haven't. It's, played. Ve- it's, it's very colorful. Um, it's a, it's 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 on the Xbox Live Arcade, so I bet you can probably pick it up on one of the like the Xbox Store. Then, yeah, I'll, I'll have to check it out. I'll have to look into it. I'll have to see what it's like. 
they're definitely, definitely fun to play with friends. Uh, and if you're, if you're a fan of The Simpsons, probably... I, I like The one, Simpsons. Probably one of the best Simpsons games ever made. Okay. Uh, the bar isn't too high on Simpsons games, to be quite honest. Not at all. But, uh, There's been some pretty crappy ones. But I, I would hold this one right up there with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. Okay. For, for, for like a fun factor. Yeah, that, that's a high, that's a high, that's a high remark too. So, okay. But that, uh, that's all I got for uh, Retro Game Rewind. All right. Well, let's, Nicole, let's... Nicole, Nicole, you stink at games. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure she loved hearing that because, because uh, she does listen. I'm going to get a phone call. Just you wait and see. Yeah, she does listen. So I can't wait for her to hear that. But uh, all right, man, let's check out some good game, bad game. And uh, it is your turn. Oh, it is my turn. Yeah, it's your turn to choose the bad game this week. So what have you prepared for us this week? Have you ever heard of a little game called Drake of the 99 Dragons, Brian? Uh, the only Drake I prefer to, to remember is Nathan Drake from Uncharted. <laughs> the Drake I like used to call me on my cell phone late night when you need my love. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, let me stop. Did, I'm did, did he, uh, was there some hotline bling? Involved? Yes, it was. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Drake, or, or, what about Drake and Josh? I don't know what that is. No? No, sorry. Yeah, you do. I know what Drake's cakes are. You know what Drake and, you know Drake and Josh. I, I don't. I'm an adult. I'm sorry. Okay, that just proves to me that you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Drake of the 99 Dragons was uh -huh. a game uh, made for the original xbox and of course pc because you know that's that things happen sure uh where you play as an undead assassin who's trying to avenge his murder clan okay uh this is made by idle fx they developed this game it was meant to be the jump off point for their whole media empire okay they were gonna make comic books there was gonna be a tv series uh however majesco mm -hmm. the publisher gave them six months to develop this game yeah majesco being the studio that published it Yes, the publisher. Yeah. The game six months. Okay. So as a result, we get one of the worst video games of all the times. Yeah, it's it's hard to make anything in six months. You can't uh, even make, you can't even make a baby in six months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> it takes right. takes takes nine months to do that. <laughs> so uh, the, the controls of this game were su they sucked. It was very frustrating gameplay. Yeah. Uh, there was a whole dual wielding system that didn't really work well because you had to like aim with your analog stick and it was all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, this game holds a Metacritic score of 22. Yeah. It's well, ranked as the second well worst game. It's ranked as the second worst game for Xbox. Okay. And don't you worry, I, I want to tell you what the worst game is in a little bit. Uh, so that's not one of the best. Uh, X Play called Drake the single worst game ever released on the Xbox, even going so far as to say that it has eclipsed their official worst game, which was one of my bad games as well, Aquaman Battle for Atlantis. Yeah, you did, a, do, that. You did do that one a while back. Uh, and then Alex Navarro of GameSpot said it was the second worst game. Uh, right behind your worst game of all time, Big Rigs. Big Rigs, baby! <laughs> Big Rigs. Uh, but uh, what, why Big Rigs was not a, Big Rigs was not on the Xbox though. That was only PC, no. right? Yeah. Uh, the worst was that was Aquaman. Because I, I know you said um, oh that that was okay. The worst one was X, the Aquaman on the Xbox. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so that was the same why studio? Was, yeah. Wow. No. Oh. No, just, 
I thought you said they. they I thought you said they no, bought no, those games. No, no, no. So oh, uh, ba- I was gonna say so, holy so bad, crap. So 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 bad voice get, uh, acting. Uh-huh. Uh Low quality graphics, horrible animations. Uh, the sound design literally used stock sounds from AOL Instant Messenger. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and the, <laughs> and the, uh, the, the, the I guess the voice... if you have six months, what's popular at the time? Okay, Instant Messenger. The, Let's just take their sound effects. <laughs> the, the, the the voice acting for uh, for Drake, mm-hmm. it, it was a combination between a game show host and okay. the movie phone. Okay. So it sounded a lot like this. <laughs> uh, the, the story made no sense, mm-hmm. and the scenes were all over the place. Uh, IGN gave it a 2.9 out of 10. Uh, they, 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 they praised their bullet time effects, but the bullet time effects slowed down the game and made the game unplayable. Uh, so they, they actually, so, so GameSpot actually retracted their initial score of 2.9 and gave it a 1.6 saying, you know what? This game is an all-out failure. It, it deserves less. Mm-hmm. One of the few times they actually retracted their score and brought it down lower. That's awesome. <laughs> Now, Brian, I've set the, bl- the bar very low. Mm-hmm. Wow me. Okay. Well, I am, as I usually do, I try to find a common theme in terms of publisher or developer before I start looking elsewhere. So I went to Majesco Entertainment, who obviously you said published Drake and the 99 Dragons. And, and I started looking through their list of games that they published. And I'm going to tell you right now, Majesco Entertainment didn't really do that many good things. Um, I'm just going to kind of read through some of the stuff that they did here. So they did Zumba Fitness for the Kinect. They did Zoo Hospital. They did Wild Earth African Safari Ultimate Game Room, a a game that I think you would actually be extremely excited to know about. They did the Data East Arcade Classics for the Nintendo Wii. Majesco Entertainment. So they can go die in the fire. (laughs) Um... They did, obviously, you, you already mentioned Drake and the 99 Dragons. They did a game called Drama Queens for the DS, Escape the Museum for the Wii, uh, Fish Tycoon, Face Racers, Photo Finish, Flips Twisted World. Uh, I'm, I'm skipping over so many because there's so many craptastic games on here. They the, the, Here's the thing. This is the era, Majesco was very popular during the Wii era. And a lot of the shovelware you saw on the Wii came from Majesco Entertainment. So so we get things like Go Play, Circus Star, Go Play, City Sports, Go Play, Lumberjacks, uh, Mad Dog McCree, the Gunslinger Pack. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mad Dog McCree was awesome on the PC. It's a point-and-click awesome game. FMV game. Okay, well, the, the, the Wii version <laughs> sucked. has a 31 out of 100 on Metacritic, so... <laughs> all the, all, all the, the Wii version is an abortion. Of course. How about Pirates Plunder on the Nintendo Wii? Ugh. Ever played that one? Neither no. have I. Nintendo Power gave it a 4 out of 10, though. But these are all games that are bad games. And I was looking through their list, trying to find one good game, and I found two. Ooh. So the one that I'm going to skip over that I'm not going to do is Psychonauts, which was published by Majesco Entertainment, which is a great game. Great game. Yeah. The one I am going to choose to do because it, um, I think it, it clo- more closely ties into Drake of the 99 Dragons, is, is a game that we actually have featured on a past episode of BG Mania. And this past episode was the Tommy Tallarico episode, because Tommy Tallarico is the composer of this game. Aladdin! Nope. Oh, I tried. <laughs> Advent Rising. Okay. Advent Rising is a fantastic game. 
Um, if it, it, it was received really well. Uh, who was it here? Uh, GamePro gave it a 4.5 out of 5. EGM was the lowest score for Advent Rising. They only gave it a 5 out of 10. Uh, Metacritic, it's sitting right around a 70. So, I mean, it's not it's not a great game. It's just a good game, which th- that's what this is. It's a, it's, it's a much better game than Drake and the Nine Nine Dragons. But Advent Rising is an action-adventure third-person shooter. This was developed by Glyph X Games, again published by Majesco Entertainment, released on May 31st, 2005 for the Xbox uh, it would stay exclusive to the Xbox for a little while. It would eventually come to August to PC on August 9th, 2005. So, so this was an Xbox exclusive for a little while. Um, great soundtrack in this game. Great freaking soundtrack. Again, check out our Tommy Tallarico episode of BG Mania. You'll hear a couple a couple songs. I know I chose Poeta. Um, I can't remember the name of the song you chose off the top of my head. But uh, I, I know that uh, Tommy Tallarico, his favorite track in that game is Muse because we made a joke about it. You chose Greater Lights. Yeah. I know right now. You chose Greater Lights. So, um, but yeah, the, the soundtrack, I feel like, is probably the the best aspect of Ad, of Advent Rising, which is crazy. Um, but but dude, this soundtrack is just so freaking good. Um, so so you, you played Advent Rising, right? I have played Advent Rising. Yes. What did you What did you think of it? Uh, it was a good shooter. I, it was a damn good shooter. Yeah, it, actually, it, it, with, with a good story. Like it did have a. De- I, well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it, the story was good. It was good. Um, I, I actually looked it up. The some of the dialogue like was actually written by Orson, Orson Scott Card. Oh, really? Like you actually had a legit author. Like that's crazy. Yeah, that's actually that's actually really really cool. But, like uh, actually, like, actually, like his work on this game, he actually used that to to help write uh, Ender's Game. Oh wow! Okay, that's, that's pretty neat. pretty cool. We'll see those two tie together. Yeah, that's that's really really neat. Um, Advent yeah, Rising well, though. I have huh? a fact about this game. We talked about afterwards. So see 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 if you remember. Okay. Uh, just to kind of wrap up what I, what I was going to say about Advent Rising, it's an extremely fun third-person action-adventure game. You have, you know, space exploration, alien worlds, superpowers, and again, a killer freaking soundtrack. Um, I saw a lot of people comparing it back in the day to something like Star Wars Jedi Knights, and and, 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 and I definitely can see the resemblance and I can see the comparison, but uh, obviously the, the game didn't perform well. The game didn't sell well. And there was there was a second Advent Rising. There was Advent Rising and Advent Rising Two. Uh, was was there not? Was there wasn't there a second? Um, did you remember the contest that went on when this game came out? I don't know if, did you actually have this game? Did you buy this game? I rented it. I didn't buy it. Uh, I did. I actually bought this game. Actually, no. Um, Advent Rising Two was in development. They never released it. It didn't come out. No, it never. It never actually came out. I can see why. Because uh, if you remember, there's a contest and. They were giving out prizes for the first Xbox Live player to find like all these hidden symbols. Okay. So everybody, so everybody was like all, all over the internet, like we're looking for these things into this. Yeah. They had to cancel the contest because uh, the Xbox Live's uh, had security issues. That like the the, 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 the the time syncing wasn't the same for everyone, so they gave unfair advantage. <laughs> so everyone who entered into the contest was given uh, two free games, and I actually oh, wow. got two free games. So I actually got Blood Rain two and uh, Psychonauts from them. Oh, nice. Okay. Did they did they publish Blood Rain 2? I didn't see that on their list. I don't know if they did, but I know that's one of the games they gave me. There was a list of games you were able to pick from. That oh, was one cool. of them. Because I, I know they published Psychonauts. So I'm wondering if they published Blood Rain. I didn't see that on their list when I was looking it up. Weird. Okay. Um, what other? Do you remember what other games you could choose from? 
uh, Guilty Gear 2 or Guilty Gear X2. Surprised you didn't choose that because of the fighting nature of the game. Because it's a fighting, I, it's a fighting game. I wanted, I just wanted to play those games though. Okay. Um, oh, here's, here's other games: uh, Raises Hell and Phantom Dust. Okay. Did Which we two talk, games? I have? Did we talk about this during BG Mania? I don't know if we did. It sounds familiar. We may, we may have mentioned this during that episode of BG Mania. Okay. We may have, we may have. But uh, yeah, that's my good game to counteract your bad game, Drake and the Nine Dragons. So my, my good game for this week is Advent Rising, in which the sequel never came out. That's my favorite part of this episode. Oh, yeah? Are you ready for a oh. little... Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> Today on Are You Afraid of the Dark, we've got something interesting to talk about here. So, what if I told you that 14 years ago, there was a console on the horizon that promised a number of different things. Next generation graphics? Check. Gaming on demand? Check. A new way to experience your games? Check. We're talking 2004 here. Again, 14 years ago. Seems kind of far-fetched, right? I mean, this is before the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. Gamers were still putting hours upon hours into the PlayStation 2, Nintendo GameCube, and original Xbox. So let's explore this idea. Let's explore this concept. Submitted for the approval of the Level Down Game Society. I call this story the tale of the mysterious next-gen console. So don't easily dismiss this idea, because the concept was actually a real thing. We're talking about the Phantom. This concept, or this console, made big waves in the gaming industry when it first was revealed through concept and initial previews. Are you aware of the Phantom? No, I'm not. Okay, great. It quickly dissolved into nothing more than a joke, a common punchline that the Phantom console was in actuality just a figment of the imagination, where it would forever remain. Gamers dreamt of the next big thing before we had true HD graphics, before there was an Xbox 360, before there was a PS3. And the Phantom was supposed to be it. It even had a slick look and appeared as if it arrived straight from an alien civilization. In development over at Phantom Entertainment, this thing was heavily marketed at E3 around the same time, even though it was scarcely seen. According to promises from the company, the Phantom was designed to play all current and future PC game releases. Not only that, but it would also feature a direct download content delivery service. Sounds really promising, and it was. We're talking about a concept that really just materialized in recent years for PC gaming. All of a sudden though, there became rumors about a quarter one 2004 release date. Quarter one came and went, followed by quarter two, quarter three, and yes, even quarter four. We now arrive in January of 2005, and more rumors are circulating about a release date that spring. But these were also baseless, and now we're starting to hear things about Fall 2005. And we know what happened in Fall 2005, that was the Xbox 360. Once we get to Fall 2005, the Phantom vanishes, just like that. This story ends in a not-so-surprising way. In 2006, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, oh <laughs> accused the then CEO and founder of Phantom Entertainment, Timothy Roberts, of running a pump and dump scheme. 
This means that he was basically inflating cheaply acquired stock prices before selling them off and earning a fast profit. The Phantom, as it turns out, was always meant to be just that, a piece of vaporware never meant to actually see the light of day. Or was it? Maybe, just maybe, there exists this technologically advanced piece of gaming hardware brought down from an ancient civilization or an alien civilization where our wildest gaming dreams and ideas are fully realized and living on day by day, night by night. If you're out there, Phantom, I believe. I will always believe. <laughs> Did you look it up while we were talking about it? I had to. I had to see what it looked like. <laughs> it didn't look bad. No, it looks kind of like a uh, George Foreman machine. Kind of, yes. Yes, it does. Um... The, I, I remember back in 2004 being very excited about the Phantom, but uh, it, it just sucks that this concept was meant for Timothy Roberts, the the founder of Phantom Entertainment, to simply make some extra money by acquiring cheap stock prices and selling them off by by the hype that was behind the Phantom. That's pretty slick. Yeah, well, <laughs> slick, but he got caught. Slick, but he got caught. But uh, yeah, that was Are You Afraid of the Dark for this week? The tale of the mysterious next-gen console. I like that. Next next week, I think we're going to go back to something a little bit more scary. And we've had, we've had two weeks in a row now where I kind of did something a little different. So I think next week we're going to, we're going to do something a little, uh, a little different for, are you afraid of the dark? But uh, I do think that brings us now to the end of the show. Unless you have anything else you wanted to discuss. I think we said it all. And ha ha ha. El Frank hero. Ha. <laughs> you had to eat a piece of paper. You stupid, stupid luchador. <laughs> We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to Max Level. If you're interested in supporting us here at Level Down Games so we can continue to do what we love and bring quality content to you on a daily basis, remember that we have affiliate links in the descriptions for all of our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play, as well as the description box on all of our YouTube videos. We've got Amazon, Technisport Gaming Chairs, Origin PC, and Razer. Supporting us through any or all of those affiliate links means the absolute world to us. If you enjoyed what we had to say and are watching us on YouTube, like, share, and leave a comment down below. If you're listening on either iTunes or Google Play, remember to leave us a rating and a review if you haven't done so already. It definitely helps us in terms of search results. If you didn't like what we had to say, let us know that too. We always take the negative alongside the positive. To stay up to date on all things Level Down Games, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow the main account over on Twitter at OriginalLDG. I'm at Brian underscore LDG. Frank is at the Frankosaurus. We're both on Instagram. I'm at Brian.LDG and Frank is at the Frankosaurus once again. We can be found on Facebook for general posted information. And finally, over at twitch.tv slash level down games for all of our live streams. Feel free to say hello when you drop on by. Doing all these things will ensure that you never miss an episode of Max Level, our video game podcast every Monday. Game Oracles, our video game trailer show every Tuesday. BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. The Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, a podcast dedicated to professional wrestling every Thursday. The Top 10 Series every Friday, and Revisiting the Classics, our weekly trip back to the past to play some retro games every Saturday. Plus, you'll have access to all of our video reviews, unboxings, Let's Plays, reaction videos, and so much more. Of course, all this is also found on our main home on the internet, and hopefully yours as well, leveldowngames.com. Until next week, keep gaining experience until you reach max level. Oh.